I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer cooking and baby bones A Paolo Gagano West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat I'm proud of our history West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Good evening, good morning or good afternoon This is more than just a podcast Podcast it is season 10, it's episode 34, and we're back on a Tuesday, no, Wednesday, we're back on a Wednesday, we have football on a Monday, we rested on a Tuesday, we recorded on a Wednesday. With me... Chilled on Thursday. Chilled on Thursday. Um, with me is uh, Shebman, Nigel, how are you, where are you, and what are you doing? Well, due to internet issues, I'm in my living room. Oh. Short living room, man. Oh, that's a shame. And, uh... Well, I didn't want to put up with you moaning, where are you, where are you? So I've, I've, I've retired to the... the, the I thought well, you I retired last living. week, actually. I, well, I really I did, did thought you'd retired. Uh, didn't you? Of course, it's the front room, isn't it? Um, where were you... There was, some of our listeners want to know where were you last week because there was mayhem. It was like a, it was like a, uh, a coup d'état. Uh, yes, I, I decided to have a week to myself. Well, not a week to myself. I've been, I've got, I'd got a lot on at the moment, so I could have done without a week of West Ham, which is what I did. No West Ham till I die. No podcast. No, no West Ham anything. Generally. And, and that's why I staged a coup de Qatar. Did, did some of the listeners tell you what went on? Uh, I did chuckle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you know me, like a little bit of uh, confrontation. Yes. It, I, I, I don't know what I found more funny was the fact that you said you're only going to read out 10 questions or the fact you didn't even get 10 questions. Yeah. Well, funny you should say that because there was a protest. My, the act of saying I'm only going to read out 10 questions caused the po- I, I No, I actually said the 10 best questions. Yes. And then everybody either was worried that their question wasn't good enough or had a protest 
and refused to put a question and instead answered um, and put a comment to Canning Town Lens um, uh, protest, self pro dirty protest. Oh, what um, a dirty protest. Anyway, I don't know that. it wasn't a dirty protest. Anyway, good link. Uh, crypto Canning Town Len, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in the lounge this evening doing a podcast with you. I was just eating a, a lasagna. It was ever so nice. No, John. Uh, he's moving house. Um, he's moving to the Outer Hebrides. So to be nearer George. Uh, no, George this week. Busy with his new baby, Jessica. So no booches this week. Uh, Can you say the name Jessica without thinking of um, some mothers do have them? Because I can't. Oh, well, I no, think I rabbit. think Jessica Spencer. Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, just, do you really? That just yeah. goes to show our cultural differences, doesn't it? Now, you'd yeah. think I'd think of Jessica Rabbit, but I don't. You'd think so. Yeah. Listen, Lent, you've highlighted our cultural differences, mate, because you just called it the lounge and lasagna, where I call it lasagna yeah. in the front room. Is yeah, Bob you're right. Hoskins dead? You know, yes. We could play yeah. He is. Right, he is dead. Right. He was a friend of my father. Was he? Somewhat. <clears throat> I say he was a friend of him. My dad had a uh, an old... Um, car garage and he had an old-fashioned pit in his car garage so they filmed a lot of films there and um mona lisa the film was oh my uncle's in that oh was he yeah he was an extra yeah oh well, there you go uh it was filmed there and about uh, he got to know bob hoskins a little bit on the set and about i think it might have been about eight or nine years later it could have even been ten Bob Hoskins came down the yard to film another film and he virtually picked up a conversation that he left off. He remembered my dad from like nine or ten years before. And there was a... Yeah. There you go. I think it's South London, though, isn't it? It's not an East Londoner. There's firms <laughs> no. in Shoreditch. But... Anyway, I'm digressing Any, already. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's, it's not a Hollywood podcast. It is a football podcast. Uh, West Ham are back up to fifth. Uh, I think that gets us Champions League uh, uh, um, uh, qualifying stages, doesn't it, this year? No. Um, no? No. No? For no. some reason, I thought there was an extra space this year. Maybe I got it wrong. No. Only if the team that finishes fifth wins the Champions League, I believe. Right. <laughs> I'm scratching around because I keep changing the rules now, don't I? Every week. Anyway, we on Monday night... Um, played uh, Leeds United, uh, dirty Leeds as some people call them. I don't. Damn um, United, as as someone said. What's the West Ham connection with Leeds? Quickly, uh, West Ham and Leeds. Who knows it? West Ham and we Leeds. We don't take Modern the Leeds connection. very often. Is it that? Come on, come on. You know this. What's the West Le- Ham connection? I know. Well, with Leeds United, FA Cup semi final, nineteen eighty. No, no. Modern connection. Sorry, the West Modern. Ham connection with Leeds. Oh, the chairman. Oh, Angus Kinnear. Angus Kinnear. Yeah. CEO. CEO is a good friend of mine. Angus Kinnear. He used to be the managing director of West Ham. We had many a beer. Very good source, by the way. Very good source when he was at West Ham. Uh, So uh, He took a shine to you, didn't he? Oh. He did take a shine to me, yeah. Strangely, not to me. uh, No, (laughs) funny that. (laughs) Funny that. It's funny that. Uh, I if you don't know, I... Angus Kinnear was brought in uh, to uh, 
to to help move the the London the London Stadium, and me me and him got like a house on fire for some reason. He didn't get on with uh, Nigel. Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about dirty leads. Back to dirty leads. Um, I forget what we said last week. Uh, I think you said three nil. Actually, let's start with you, Len. Hopefully, you watched it. I did. Um. It wasn't a great watch to begin with, was it? It was a no, bit... No, it was... Um, I think people were saying, nervous. <laughs> we didn't turn up. Goals change games. Uh, what, what, what? Why did we not come out of the blocks? And why did they dominate possession? Um, I don't... Do you know what? I remember saying about when we beat Everton, I said the break didn't do Everton good. It made them look a bit sluggish. And we was off for nine days, and it looked like we wasn't just wasn't naturally awake. That's how it appeared. I mean, it might might be different. I mean, it might not be that. I'm just clutching at straws, I suppose. But but uh, it, we didn't look too sharp. But I thought once we'd get a set piece, we'd look the better team. And I think that's how so it somewhat appeared. Let's talk about some of the flashpoints before we All go right. to Nigel. This is a few points. VAR. Yeah. First goal, Leeds goal. Um, unfair on Leeds? No, not really. I thought they were both. I've been. Mean, I know they were both close, but they were both right, weren't they? Weren't they? I'm sure Nigel's going to say one of them was oh, probably I know too like. too close to call it offside. Um, the other one. When what when it crossed the line, I think was a bit more um, cut and dried. Let's just say. I mean, I think once you get lines out, it probably shouldn't be. It uh, should be onside. But you know what? Anyway, can... We're in what he has to say. But anyway, yeah, we survived that. Goes, we moved on. Uh, here's a here's a fun fact for you, right? Yeah. The fun fact is West Ham have won two penalties, both of them won by a Manchester United player. Yeah. Fun fact. Who thought it? Funny that, isn't it? That we need yeah. a Manchester United player to win us and two penalties of the season. Um, I don't know if you know this, Len. He was not the designated penalty taker. Declan Rice was. Because he, he, he grabbed the ball, apparently been practising all week. Not a great penalty. Well, what a it? great follow-up. Um, he's been told by Declan Rice now, if you'd listened to what I said on TalkSport, that he said... What uh, you on TalkSport? Dro- I was on TalkSport uh, earlier this week. My it's only daddy. Wednesday. You never told us this. Yeah, I did. I put it... Oh, I'll probably put it on another you group. Sorry. You put it in the group, group, yeah, group. group that listen to you. Don't yeah, don't. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you wouldn't know because you don't. Li- you don't. You weren't following football and social media at that time, so you wouldn't have listened. Uh, I didn't Nigel. listen, no. I don't um, think I really re- knew, actually. So. Yeah. David, David Holtzink listened and... Uh, it was funny because the guys was talking about um was still talking was talking about oh shame about Mark Noble that he's gonna leave the club in a year and I went, What are you talking about? He's just signed a one year contract uh and he's likely to stay after that in some coaching thing. What are you talking about? This is good news, not bad news. Anyway, I digress. Uh we we, we got the goal with the follow up. Good follow up by um Lingard. Good job uh, it was. That? Four goals in six games. Goals change games. Um, 
and then of course the mighty um, Craig Dawson. Four goals for Craig Dawson now. What a bargain he's turned out to be, Len. What what did you? Who was your man of the match then? From oh Dawson, um, super Dawson. Yeah, great at both ends, wasn't he? Scored one, stopped one. What more do you want? Do you want a little bit of an exclusive on, on Dawson? Go on, then. He's on the, Go we've on. got a deal with him. We've got an obligation to buy when he's made 14 appearances. He's done 12. Two more you games. Said, you said that before. Yeah, yeah it's not an exclusive. That. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know how many. At the time, the source didn't tell me how many. I now know it's 14. 14 games. The price is 2.2 million. So... Uh, if he plays against United, sorry, I've got to stop saying United, Manchester United. I hate calling them just United and following the crowd. And then I think Arsenal. If he plays against Manchester United and Arsenal, he's as permanently 2.2 million. Bargain. Mm. Bargain in the season. Mm. Anything else, uh, Len, to talk about the game? Or is it all a bit of a haze? Well... No, I just thought we were great. We, I, I knew we'd win, and even they, though they we, came back, sec- to be fair, they came back second half and gave us a, a run for our money. I thought, yeah, well, they were behind; they had no choice. Yeah, but um, I just don't. Every time we got a set piece, you know, their heads dropped, didn't they? Well, I don't know if you thought yeah. that, but ba- no, Bamford, I've got nothing um, else to add. Ba- Bamford was having an off day. Um, I was really pleased. Um, Fabianski came back. Um, I was a little bit worried. Um, uh, well, obviously, um, Randolph was still in the gym. He didn't even make the uh, the bench. But, you know, no disrespect. But having David Martin in goal didn't fill me with confidence for such an important oh. game. Um, 48 points from 27 games. 11 to go. 33 points available. Nigel? Mm-hmm. Leeds. Yes, it's funny. I did see people raving about how good we were and how well. And, and it, as a team performance, we dug in and defended very well. And I, and I felt confidence once we got the second goal. But I must admit, we were definitely shaky in the second half under too much pressure. Yeah. Leeds had most of the ball. We, we didn't seem to be pressing like we did against Man City. Um, whether that was because we were winning the game and not chasing it, I don't know. But we seemed to press Man City really well, which put them off of their rhythm. But we allowed Leeds to have a lot of the ball. Bamford, fortunately for us, was on his off day and perhaps showed why many think he's a championship goal scorer and not a Premier League goal scorer, which is us. I think he's got 13 this season. But he missed two guilt-edged chances. The finish from the um, cross from out wide in the first half was really good, but obviously it was correctly ruled out for crossing the line. The offside goal, or sorry, let me rephrase that. The VAR disallowed goal, which was flagged by the linesman, I believe was deliberately drawn offside to save the linesman's blushes. Really? I, I knew I you'd have some problem with it. I believe that there was collusion, that there's some sort of oh, collusion. Because, hold up, this is this is officials 
officiating other officials. It's not an independent panel running VAR. Yeah. And people go, oh, I ain't the technology, it's the people operating it. Well, guess what? Humans have to operate VAR because this ain't Terminator. The aliens haven't taken over, the machines have not risen up yet and took over. So you still have to have a human running the technology. And I'm sorry, that was offline. Uh, that was on side. Look, at, they, they didn't even draw that red dotted line straight. I'm sorry, it's an, it's, it is a farce of football. And I think Leeds have every right. The only thing I would say is that I still think we might have won the game. But it what may do you have reckon been, our stats were? Stat our, our stats were, I, I'm guessing that Leeds had about 62, 65% of the ball. Oh, spot on. 65% to our yeah. 35. We don't like the ball me. though, do we? 17 that shots by them. 17 shots by them, but only two on target. We had one less. 16 shots, but five on target. There you go. Yeah. We're a little bit more clinical. Two yeah. of them went in. It, it, I mean, when you look at it, in the shot bases, it seems a bit more of an evening, even game. But w- we were definitely counter-attacking more against Leeds, whether that was a tactic once we got 2-0 up to try and draw them onto us and then catch them on the break. Yeah. But you could see by the position that Leeds had and the chances they created that um, the only thing I will say is, though, which I thought was strange, is the VAR penalty shout for us... Um, not the first shot that struck yeah, the, bloke's the arm in front shot. of him, but the second one, his elbow, his elbow, and the elbow was away from the body. And I've seen worse penalties given than that. I didn't see a replay of that either. Yeah. I mean, I see one replay from Mike Dean. Mike Dean gave us a penalty anyway well, in the first place. You say it was Mike Dean. It's gone to VAR, and they've got no penalty. So it ain't Mike Dean, is it? It's the, it's the people in the VAR room. No, no, no. I'm talking about the penalty. penalty that was given. Oh, yeah. No, the penalty that was given, he gave us what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just making the point that Mike Dean give, did give us a penalty. But he, yeah. like, in fact, he gave it to a Man United. He probably got oh, mixed that. up and go, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's Lingard. He's playing for Man United. We better give yeah. him a penalty. Uh, oh, shit, it's West Ham. Oh, yeah, of course, God. that's what he exactly thought. They weren't on the side that it was, it was, you know, a nailed on trip and a deliberate, fa- not a deliberate well, it foul, stop obviously. Mike Dean, I'm sorry. Well, Funny that. I, someone who, uh, I who think gets you're death harsh on Mike Dean. Uh, someone who gets death threats to his family, but he's back, uh, um, and he had a week off. Are you saying he didn't get death threats in? I could find no evidence of it. I don't want to get into this whole Piers Morgan thing of me saying, you know, something well, about does seem like Meghan Markle or something. But but I I can does, find it no does evidence. Seem like that to me, you seem to be yeah. questioning the man's integrity now. <laughs> Perhaps. I think he looks like Jasper Carrot, but there's another. Um, basically, yeah, so do I. yeah. You want to get yourself a mirror, son? Yeah. <laughs> you saying I look like Jasper Carrot? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Anyway, back to the game. Uh, man of the match. I mean, I don't know if Dawson got it because of the goal he scored or because even people seem to forget he, just he actually cleared one, just off the, he cleared one off the line. He did. He cleared one off the line. He's just immense. I mean, I just couldn't believe that someone that we're going about to buy for 2.2 million, we all laughed and went, oh, my God. 
Yeah, you've I... turned down a thirty million defender like Tarkovsky and got a two million pound player like Craig Dawson. Let me ask you now, Nigel. I'm giving you forget about money. I'm giving you a chance. Sign one player or the other, Craig Dawson or James Tarkovsky. Well, no, obviously I'm going to go for Dawson all day long. Yeah. And and if anyone says they knew that about Dawson, they're talking bollocks. Well, no, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, Dawson would have would have been on my radar. The, you know, luckily because I'm not that type of person. I remember when he was named to make his debut, and Twitter went into meltdown. Yeah, I know. And hilarious. You know, where I, are I did, they now? Actually, yeah, a lot I'm of gonna... people did back me up, and I said, you know. I support the people that pull the shirt on and I won't judge anyone until I've seen them play in the shirt. Yeah. You know, cause I, I was just so gobsmacked at, at the, at the, the abuse going Dawson's way before yeah. he played and towards David Moyes who were questioning his tactical now. I think a few people were also saying the same about, um, uh, Sufau. you know, what if we bought a, Five and a half million. Yeah, people get for, wrapped you know, up in money. Play you know? the game. People get um, wrapped up in. They in, do get wrapped money. up in money, and and I think even Lingard. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When when I wasn't ex- inspired when I heard we were going after Lingard instead of a striker, and I'm thinking, what the hell is he playing at? Getting a striker on, uh, getting Lingard on loan instead of a striker, and I thought the bloke's lost his nut. But but I don't mind admitting that. You know, he was spot on. No, but I've, I don't know if it was on the podcast. Was. I said before, at, at, at Man United, Lingard's always had strikers playing in front of him. One, or generally yeah, two. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, so he's always had a more um, further back role. He's not played further that far forward. And he's he, he's weighed in with a few goals. I see a goal today they showed England playing. Um and he's killed it into the top corner. Um, and so, and I remember in the cup final, I think it might have been against Crystal Palace, he hit a, a pearl of into the top corner from the edge of the area um, when Van Hull was manager. I might have been um, 2016, the year they knocked us out. So I think he's always had that ability to, to get goals. I think what it is as well is, is just that, with West Ham, he's now been given the license to go forward more because he's played further forward. It, it, it part of his role is yeah. to get no. into the box. Uh, we've got a great team and uh, we've got the crazy gang. We just don't want them split up now. This is The, the only thing that worries me is he's doing so well. Man United may be tempted to offer him another contract and keep him. He wants to stay. He wants to stay. Apparently, told the kit man. So, uh, I will. Um, what did Dex tell you then? Um, uh, no, no, someone else. Um, anything else to say about the game before we talk about a little bit of news? Um, no, it was good to see the club put Glen Roder on the cover of the program. I've not got my copy of the program yeah. yet, but. Um, I I saw that. I thought that was good. They put. Um, I'm not sure about you know, the, the, the minutes of applause with no fans in the ground. 
I felt yeah, it did seem a bit weird, and then and then the the, yeah. the Black Lives Matters, which um, which Antonio forgot about actually, and oh, ran he? into the opposition half, and then realised. I thought that's quite funny. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the ref blew the whistle. Antonio steamed forward, and then realised everybody else had kneeled down. But I just thought fun actually, fact a about Rodan, silence. Only my, only the six uh, West Ham managers to die. Doesn't sound too fun Maybe to me. Maybe not so fun. Well, no, not a fun which I pointed fact. out to Sean, it wasn't a fun fact. Um, <laughs> and he put, like he needed pointing out. What he actually put was, Glenn Roder was the sixth West Ham manager to die. And I pointed out, I think you mean is. Yeah. Unless you're expecting anyone else to go this week. Yeah. So, oldest living is, West Ham manager, is. Sean? Is. Anyway, let's... Probably, I'm trying to think. It won't be Lou McCarthy. Probably, you it say. It probably is um, Harry Redknapp. I'd say Alan Kerbishley, right? but... No, Redknapp's older than Kerbishley. Really? Yeah. yeah, I suppose he yeah. is, isn't he? Yeah, all day long. For. Of course he is, yeah. Harry's... Harry Redknapp. Yeah, Ooh, Harry is he won't sleep tonight. 75, I believe. So I was right. Yeah, I think he sneaks it. I think it's between him and Macari. I did oh, think Macari. Macari, Harry's Harry. I thought about Macari, but then I thought, nah, Harry's got to be older. Well, no, because I think they're the same age. Uh, uh, really? You know, born so I just got lucky. Day, just they? Harry looks like he's had harder life. Should we line it up a little bit? Anyway, very sad about. Um, no, Harry's uh, older, and I saw the. Give, I saw the give me um, the give him page uh, by his daughter on on Twitter, so um, I retweet. Well, that. No, hold up, right again, right? Let's get this going. Yeah, I texted it to you for a start. Yeah, and it was by his son. Wasn't it his daughter? It was by huh? his son. Oh no, I got another one, and there's. By, I'm sure it was a daughter was also promoting it. Wasn't one you sent me? I found another one. Uh. I stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I, I, I'm not usually. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Well, I've been wrong a couple of times. Uh, they still have me back on talk sport, though, for some reason. Um, talk amongst yourself when I load this, because Twitter's not loading. Um, well, Red Day's two years older. There you go. Oh, is he? Two years older. So... Um, yeah. So, hang on. So, hang on. Um, uh, Fabianski signed a new contract today. See that? I did. Uh, one year with another year option. Did they announce the year option or not? I don't know. I mean, that's a good, good shout, don't you? He's, he's got uh, another. I think for year, a keeper, I think he him, could have had he? longer. I know, I know it's a year with a year well, option. He's got two years. Yeah. Holly, there you go. I was right. Holly Roder, our special dad, went through so much in the last past 18 years after being diagnosed with a brain tumour. In his memory, he would have been so thrilled to be raising money to help research to find a cure. Holly Rode, uh, um on on the 8th of March, which I retweeted there. No, I was right. Well, it's a bit strange that they've both done it, didn't they, separately? Or was it the same? I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway, yeah, so Fab's got another year. Uh, Mark Noble signed to 12 months, but said, I'm retiring from football at the end of those 12 months. Good good decision by the club, Nigel? Well, what? why is Mark Noble disappointed at not playing recently, Sean? What do you mean, why? Well, I, I put it in. No one picked up on it, of course. I, I did put it in the group chat. Is that I bet Mark Noble's gutted. Why would Mark Noble because he's, be gutted? Because he's on, he's, he's on an appearance bonus. No, because we've had two penalties. And knowing Mark Noble's oh. record, he would have scored on both and would have become West Ham's highest ever Premier League goal scorer. Yeah. There you go. Maybe you get his chance. Another fun fact. Did you know West Ham, uh, uh, this came from the days of Harry Redknapp, West Ham now, to earn an appearance bonus, right, every every player gets an appearance bonus, you have to play more than 20 minutes, 20 minutes or more to earn an appearance bonus. It's the old days of bringing Frank Lampard on for a few minutes uh, to get an appearance bonus are long gone. So when... um, um, when uh, people come along, um, you know, and, and do the last few minutes like these kids, and it looks like Frederick Alves will come in because it looks like Balbuena, I won't have to say that anymore, he's going to leave this summer. He's running down his contract and he's likely to leave and move back to Brazil or, or go somewhere else. Uh, Frederick Alves is is looking to come in um, and has been promised a few minutes uh, on the pitch. Well, apparently, unless he plays 20 minutes, he won't get his uh, multi-thousand-pound um, uh, appearance bonus. You, th- you think that right, Len, that, that you have to play a minimum of 20 uh, minutes to get your Wonga now? Makes sense, I suppose, yeah. Because mm. there were, yeah. I mean, there was rumours, and Nigel will be able to talk about this, that <laughs> Harry Redknapp used to bug his nephew on right at the last minute just yeah. to get him an appearance I, bonus. Well, you, well, I think a few of us noticed that, to be honest. I don't, I, I wasn't chucking at that. The, the, the Harry story that, that I know is is, is that um, I think it was cooked up between him and Brian Deere, and um, Brian Deere wanted to buy a new jacket. And um, so him and Harry got together and uh, Harry said, look, if you if you haven't got on with 10 minutes to go, I'll go down with an injury. And remember, this was only one sub back then. <laughs> so this would have been the late 60s. So uh, true to form, um, with 10 minutes to go, Harry went down with an injury and, and Brian Deere came on, <laughs> got, his, got his appearance money and uh, managed to buy the jacket. <laughs> So, um, I, I can't Perfect say that, uh, the bringing Frank on was for appearance bonus money. Um, Frank wasn't sub a lot. I, I know when he was uh, obviously as a kid, um, he, he started off as a sub. I remember his debut against Coventry, but I don't, I, but he broke into the team. He went to Swansea on loan. He, he he started against Barnsley away when we'd moved Danny Williamson on to Everton. And he sort of, he scored that day. Saying that, he may have come as a sub. Tell a lie. But then he sort of cemented himself in the team at a very young age. Yeah. Moving on. Um, 
I don't know if you saw the story. I'm, luckily, you were taking a break of social media, so you missed this. Otherwise, you'd give me really grief. So someone sent me a picture of of Anderson in London, right, from social media from his sister. So I did a story, well, Anderson in London, right? I see the picture. picture. Obviously, so, so, you WhatsApped it. Yes. Yeah, so it didn't look like picture, London. Right? Yeah. It was in London, right? So I post a oh. picture of Anderson in London. His whereabouts are unknown. His sister has posted a picture saying quarantined in London all together with him and his brother and his sister. So so I, I ring up someone at the club and I say, why is Anderson in London? They said, we didn't know he's in London. And I said, but look, his sister's just published this. She went, well, he must, be given, he must have been given special permission from Porto. Uh, to have some time off because uh, he's not, he, he he hasn't come back to West Ham. So so don't run that he's when. So I said okay. So so then I get then I get a tweet or a message uh, at about the next morning going Anderson's not in London. He's in he, he's in Porto. We checked right. We checked with him. So I write another story the next morning going Anderson not in London. And uh, so I run that story. Uh, club sources say. Uh, that it was an old picture uh, with an old West Ham top, and he's not in London. Then his sister, then the papers pick up all this. Then his sister runs a story on Twitter going, you know, I'm really upset that people have been running, that my son, my, my brother's in London, and I'm creating loads of confusion. I just posted an old picture of my brother. So I ran a third story called Anderson Never in London about her story and how she was moaning about someone to run the first story that it was in london so there you go free store is the price of one nigel lucky you were off social media that week yeah I, i'm you know fortunately the old gutter press tactics that you've learned so well from your jedi master have uh, proved in good stead <laughs> come on you can't see the funny side of that Anderson in London, Anderson not in London. Do you know Anderson the more people? I don't. But sometimes you wonder, yeah, who's more stupid? Yeah, <laughs> you for writing them. I did think it was in London at the time, or f- yeah, or the readers that read all three of them. Oh, you you didn't read yesterday's story? Bowling uh, ground dishonoured. Bowling ground memory dishonoured. Uh. Well, you know, the story of I, I graffiti being all... covered up by graffiti. The irony of graffiti being dishonoured by well, someone. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the picture. I've seen the furore of it. Now, yeah, this has become like a sacred shrine now, and this is a brick wall. Is it a shrine or is Hold it up. brand? No, I mean, no, no. no disrespect to the person who. Is making money well, out of they've made with the it branding. into whatever. But what I'm saying is, yeah. A brand. Is, let's let's call it what it is. It's a brand. No, 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 no. That brick wall has become a shrine and a beacon now, yeah. It's not yeah. part of the ground. And it never has been part of the ground. Yeah, it was in the shadow of the ground. When did it appear? I mean, uh, I forget when. It must have been 20, when we decided yeah, middle to of 2016. It, it was just before the last game. Do you know, I've never was seen it. Right, this. okay. Yeah, I don't know where it is. So it, it's it's the side alleyway next to the supporters club, and and I won't lie, it it was pretty pretty handy for me um, <laughs> when it comes to the club tours because it gave me a nice place to finish. Ah, I thought you were going to say something oh. else, then. See, so 
I thought, oh, that's good. The other mural's still there. It still says, yeah. long live the Bodleian with the I proper know. one by Nasher. Well, yeah, know, but the, the, the original one is the, is the long live the Bodleian um, put there. The, the, the only thing I don't get is, one, for me, if I was that bothered about it, I'd have made sure it was, had a perspect cover over it for a start yeah. to protect it. Two, the fact it's took local kids five years to deface it. Yeah, to do. Yeah, it's going to happen, wasn't it? You know, you think, yeah. It, and people get angry. And it, we might talk about Amazon United again as well. Is, I'm we will in a minute after finances. I'm now finding that people seem to be getting angry at the wrong things. And yeah. sometimes hold, the bit hold, of me, full, well, no, what I'm thinking I will say is I wish people had got this angry in 2013 when they could have done something. <laughs> yeah. And this is, yeah. this is my big hang up. One day I'll publish uh, the uh, report that I wrote for the board for the move to the London Stadium. What do you mean published? Has um, it not been published? No, never been published. Oh, well, I'll see fit to that, mate. I've still got it. Yeah. five 500-page report, I think it was. That, I might that publish I was the email the you sent me, actually, as well. Really? <laughs> yeah, the email you sent me. I think you was in Singapore or Australia. Yeah, I might have been. And it yeah, was, yeah I, was, please... I, was on, I was either in Singapore or Australia. Yeah, and it was, can you please stop sending me these comments because I, I, yeah, I've got enough. I've I was got trying en- to fit- I was I trying thought, to finish the board report yeah. to go to the owners of, of the London Stadium, and you kept on sending me more comments. Yeah. And, which and I then had said, to summarise and write an executive summary. Hold up. This is what you said. You said, please stop sending me any more emails because I think your point of view has been perfectly covered. To which I reply, my point of view, these are points of views of other West Ham fans, and they are entitled to have their point of view added to this report. <laughs> yeah. You did, yeah. you did. It was quite funny. <laughs> anyway, I, I just want to talk about finances, because this is the exciting point of the year when the finances are published. It's it like is for all the uh, amateur um, accountants, Sean, as you are. It is, yeah, including my good friend. I was talking to Kieran Maguire from The Price of Football. I love listening to his podcast, and, and I, I had a little chat with him. Uh, and I spoke to the club and, and a few other the, 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 it, what a, a stroke of genius. So they haven't published it when they normal did. We're in March. Oh, just reminded me. Time for the London Stadium survey. Um, uh, so so uh, we've just beaten Leeds. We've just gone fifth. And we've just announced Mark Noble's uh, <laughs> contract. So what better day to uh, to hide the accounts but publish it straightly, straight after Mark Noble's um uh, contract and a win so on the account so uh, from, from a very high level and i know this is not everybody's cup of tea obviously the pandemic has had an effect so turnover dropped by 51 million that's tw- nearly 27 percent from 191 million to 139 and a half million tv income was the biggest drop 35 percent 45 million uh, 127 million down to 82 million and, and most of that is uh, the last five games got moved into the next financial year ticket income fell by f- only 5 million actually because uh, obviously it only went up to may so it dropped from 27 million to 22 and a half million commercial sponsorship uh, only fell by a million and a half just about five percent 
from 27.5 to 26. Retail and shop fell by 200,000, 8.7 to 8.5. The big news is we published a loss of 65 million pounds. That's 132% uh, increase on the 28 million we lost the previous season. this is the bit I really want to go for. Wages. Wages dropped by only 5 million, which is 3.7%. They dropped from 135.8 million the season before to 130.8 million. So only 5 million. I was crucified on Twitter by Geo and I think uh, um, Hawkins and Rambles and all these people. When I said, I don't think the wage is going to drop as much in this year, you wait till the, the uh, financial results come out. Now, I haven't gone back to them because I don't do Twitter anymore that much, and I'm not that petty. But look, wages are still petty enough to say million. Pounds. Huh? Petty enough to say it. Sorry? Either. I said petty yeah, yeah, enough yeah. to say it. Yeah, I know. And I, I said, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Now, here's, here's the big thing, right? Here's the bit that is not sustainable when everybody goes, oh, my God, you know, everybody's in the same boat. Wages represent 94% of turnover. So we turned over £139.5 million. That was our income. We spent million, which is 94% of our turnover in wages. They deferred their wages, but guess what? The players still got paid and wages still go up. Highest paid director, Karen Brady, reduced the salary from nine uh, by nine point six percent from one point one million to one million. Uh, I bet some of that's the thirty percent pay cut she took for about three months. Uh, West Ham paid a, a loan to media rights and funding of sixty three and a half million in August, taken out a new loan with the same company for fifty five million pound payable in July this year. They also took out a £20 million loan we now know with Bartley's as temporary loan, which is paid in July. They had a £30 million rights issue. We'll talk about a bit about that later. And here's the big one. They, ent- and this is only a few weeks ago, they entered into a new facility for a £120 million overdraft with a company called MSD. Who are MSD? MSD Holdings are an investment company owned by Michael Dell who, of Dell Computers. Now, he's an interesting guy. He was once sort of involved in a takeover of Sunderland. He's lent money to Derby County, to Burnley, to Southampton. And suddenly, oh, what's he doing lending? It's £120 million over five years. Also, here's the other thing. He's already bought the debt for Allaire. So it turns out, and this is in the accounts, that Alaire, we still we paid fifty percent up front, we all know, for the Marco Anatovich, twenty two and a half million pounds. A lot of people again on Twitter don't believe we ever paid forty five. We did. Twenty two and a half million pounds we paid up front fifty percent. Turns out we never paid another payment to Frankfurt at all. We did a deal with the new creditor, who was Michael Dell's company again. Michael Dell's company, MSD, bought the debt from Frankfurt, twenty two and a half million pounds, and we did a deal when FIFA got involved, to defer the payment till September 2022. So we're not paying off any of the money from Allaire till September 2022. So you think about this and you go, mm, rumours of a, 
American takeover and Michael Dell's American. He's a billionaire. He's lent 120 million pounds. No, I'm sorry, but it is a pure, I'm told it's a pure financial deal. His company's just into lending money to football, particularly Premier League clubs. There's no takeover. And, and what they're going to do with the 120 million is they're going to pay off the other loans. So I just said they owe 55 million to media rights and funding. They're going to pay that off in July using the 120 million overdraft. 20 million to Bartlett's. They're going to pay that. So they're wrapping, you know, like you buy a loan to pay off all your debts. That's what the Michael Dell is. It's long-term sustainability. At the same time, the owners have deferred their 1.8 million pound of interest. They did earn interest this year. They've, they paid themselves before the pandemic. Um, I think gold got 1 million. And then Gold and Sullivan in interest payments got about 900000 But that was in August before the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, they accru- carried on accruing and deferring their interest. $1.8 million deferred. They now owe $44 million. Here's the interesting bit. They have set a new date for repayment on the 1st of January 2024. Note, after 2023, when everybody thinks they're selling up, um, the other interesting thing, and, and I wrote a story about this, um, is I know a lot of people go, "Oh, they've earned eighteen million pound in interest." They're the they're the company, they're the only owners in the whole of the Premier League that have taken eighteen million pounds in interest. By the way, it's eighteen million pounds over eleven years. First of all, right, and secondly, and Nigel will back me up on this. They put in twenty eight point. Five million pounds in August last year, after injecting that money—sorry, twenty-six million pounds—injecting that money in a rights issue because they they bought back shares they already owned. So they they've taken eighteen million pound out, agreed in interest. They put twenty-six million pound in buying shares they already owned. So I call that quits. Did you enjoy that, Nigel? <laughs> do you want to ask me? Are you asleep, or do you want to ask me anything about the finances? <laughs> Say that again. Uh, I, I'm now. It's my job to wake everyone up. Um, yeah, wakey wakey. Yeah, come on, people. Don't say that. Go on. Like I, did. I really I could go on. Watching about finance. It, I was watching but... a video of a dog on Twitter. To be fair, Sean, um, until you said Nigel will back me up. <laughs> oh, one last one. All right, last thing. <laughs> All right, last thing. Uh, Pellegrini and Husilius. They revealed how much they paid them off. Um, Husilius was on allegedly a million pound a year and he had 18 months in his contract when he was sacked on the 28th of uh, December 2019. Uh, Pellegrini was rumoured to be on eight million pound a year and had 18 months of his contract left. Uh, you add that up and, and they sh- if those figures are right, they were due to be paid 13 and a half million for the rest of their contracts. I was told at the time they're not greedy and they did a deal. They sort of took some of the blame. They the the figures show that they were only paid off and their sons who were scouting three and a half million quid. That was nice. For, I thought that was a. I'll just pick you up on one little thing, isn't there. it? Deal. Can I just pick you up on one little thing there? Sorry, say, you you said they 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 took less money because they they took a share of the blame. Yeah. So who takes the other share then? Yeah. Did the people that well, told you to say the, that they own tell the club, you, though, don't they? And I thought, no, I'm well, just curious. Still, it, look, if people say they've got 18 million, 
They 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 put no, no, twenty six no, no, million in. No, no, I'm not that disputing. Cost them another eight million. <laughs> Someone at the club was giving yeah. you this and said, oh, they've agreed to take this because they've taken their share of the blame." Well, that's nice of someone at the club to say that. But therefore, if you're taking a yeah. share of the blame, surely the person at the club can tell us. Did you? Did who do you have anyone in mind? Blame. I'm, listen. Well, I think they do. Re- I tell you what. There's a particular senior source that absolutely uh, does regret signing Pellegrini and Usilius and wish he didn't listen to the fans of signing a big name manager. Oh, oh it's nothing to do with us. <laughs> you you, you asked are. and I deliver. <laughs> oh, my life. Anyway, uh, probably Move enough on. of finance. <clears throat> Moving on to Hammers United. Well, look, hold up, quickly. And, um, quickly, go on. on the finance. I didn't mean, basically, people, we're asking, but I'll be fair, I think the owners have done well in the way they've managed the club through the, the recent COVID struggles. The, the problem for the club, for me, will be building on this season's success because that's going to need even more money. And when the club's losing money, there's only one way they can get that money, and that's out of their own pocket. And I don't yeah. see them doing that. And you, you, know, you know there's another part of this, and, and it, it, it's quite well, it's worse to come next but, year, isn't there? Well... Um, Yes, there is, but but you've got to remember. So the bonus is that five of the games that got deferred moved into yeah. the new financial year, so there will be more broadcast revenue. Uh, obviously, they take a full hit of the lack of um, ticket revenue. But um, we could finish in the top six mm-hmm. uh, after finish 16th last year. And, of course, guess what? Because of the Chinese deal, payments are being reduced for, for places by £250,000 per place. Yeah. So this that, season, yeah, but, because of the pandemic. Uh, the it, Chinese deal, uh, sorry, the Chinese deal has caused that. But the then collapsed. on top of that, yeah. there's the compensation we agreed to pay over two years, which kicks in the end of this season as well. And then and then the, the, the lack of prize money and the lack of gate money for FA Cup, um, it all has its toll. And I, look, don't get me wrong, we lost 65 million. The eight clubs who declared their... Accounts before us lost half a billion between them. We're mm. not alone, right? No, it's, a, it's one a of thing many through are, are lots that, of worse off than us. That it, perhaps you know, but what I'm saying is, is that people have got to remember this is the accounts up to May 2020. Which, yeah, May the 31st, 2020, just after the pandemic started. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. So actually. If you think that was with five games with no fans, they've now had, they've probably lost a potential 25 games with no fans, even though they had a couple of thousand against Man United, but you can't really class that. And I know they've sent the email today saying about 10,000 tickets possibly available for Southampton going to yeah. ballot. Yeah. So we'll see. But, they, you know, there's a big hit That's to going come to the Premier season. League meeting next week, by the yeah. way, um, to, to vote so, on that. But yeah, I, you know, so I, I will, for me, I think the owners have done what they've had to do in this current climate. That's about as nice as I'll be to them. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Well, let's do look at the flip side. Uh, Amish United um, wrote an open letter to the board asking them, offering them a sign uh, for £8,750 from memory. Uh, it's a sign that was on the bowling ground, uh, the uh, Bobby Moore stand. Um, I had a look, tried to look on the auction. I can't remember that sign being up for auction. I know a number of um, items were just left for de- demolition people. I can't say whether this was one, but I think there's a very good chance. Um, and I know West Ham have a ton of stuff in storage. They've told me a number of times that they've got an absolute ton of it in storage. So so quite why West Ham would buy this sign from a lockup in... Uh, where is it? Newham somewhere. No, it's, uh, Kent, it's a bit beyond me because it sounds like it was found on a skip. I might be, be unfair. So no, you are, you've been totally wrong here. So because you've not followed it. So basically it seems as if someone visited this warehouse, see the sign leaning up against the wall, um, had a chat with the people there. And they, they said it came from the Bobby Moore lower. It, they were part of them. Well, they were either part of the demolition. and you know, so it was. It wasn't sold. They got it for nothing. Well, yeah? no. What happened with the auctions? West Ham, as we know, they did three auctions, two online, yeah. one on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so the catalogue that I have is all the stuff that was sold on the pitch because the catalogue I've got doesn't include the stuff I bought online. Yeah. So it's... Difficult. They didn't sell a lot of the big stuff. I will tell you. No, no, no. But, but this is the thing what no happens. Stuff to put it. Yeah, yeah, this is the problem. This sign is huge. You know? Yeah, it is. You know, the reason it's £8,700 is because it's probably nearly as big as an ass. Worth that in scrap. Now, the funny thing about it is, if you remember, the, 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 there was a bloke who bought one of the badges off of the towers and then it cost him an absolute more double, I think, to get it taken down and get it put anywhere. He couldn't put it anywhere because it was bigger. He didn't realise how big it was. It was too big for his house. (laughs) This was in Brentwood. Now, on the Bobby Moore lower, there was a badge high up um, outside that that you would only probably see if you stand in, in where the garages are behind the Bobby Moore stand. So you'd have to be in the in sort of the car park behind the pie mass shop around there. And you looked up and there was a, a, a badge there and there was one that was above the entrance opposite the supporters club. Now it's it's said that this is that badge. When when buildings are set for demolition, those that win the demolition contract generally have it written in that they can salvage any of the materials that they want. So if you look at salvage yards, a lot of salvage yards are run by demolition companies because they'll take the buildings down brick by brick and salvage, you know, radiators, seats, anything, parky flooring, you know. So whoever demolished this could have taken parts of it for salvage. Yeah, yeah. Who, who so, was that guy who went with a fluorescent jacket to nick the seats? Oh, William. It's a mad one. Hammer and Talk, was it? Hammer and Talk, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Hammer and Talk? He, I don't know. He, he was one of the first, funny enough, YouTubers, wasn't he, that was a bit lunatic. He was special. 
Definitely. Well, not special. I just think that the funny thing is, is that if if you do a YouTube video and you just talk normally, people don't want to watch that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah? So actually, if you want to build an audience and build yourself and you and you want to become famous from it, you've got to be a bit out there, haven't you? Yeah, it was definitely that. So, whether he was genuinely like that, I mean, I do remember the day he he, he broke into, you know, because he he got in his car at two o'clock in the morning and videoed himself driving along the road. And I was trying to look at the buildings behind as he was driving. He was definitely driving down the Barking Road. And he's he's driving along, and I'm going to go and, you know, get into break into the bowling ground. And then you see him in the bowling ground, but then he's got a high vis jacket on. And uh, it makes you wonder, how many burglars do you know break onto a building site, see the sign that says, no boots, no ivies, no hard that, you're not coming on, and think, shit, I better put my ivy on, otherwise they won't let me on at two o'clock in the morning. I just, that was funny, you know? But Talk, Talking of that, obviously I... I, I um. Uh, an, an employee of West Ham at the time allowed me to tour um, the bowling ground before it was demolished. It was after we'd left the, the ground and they were playing these charity matches. Mm. And I got in to go into the DJ booth and play bubbles. And I, I got to go up on the gantry and I got to go in the director's box everywhere um, and, and take some souvenirs, by the way, as well. And yes, Nigel, I still owe you some of those, including the technical book, etc. But but equally, I videoed this uncut footage of of the bowling ground in places you'd never see in cupboards, in in the director's seats, in in yeah. the gantry, and all this lot. And I, and I gave all that footage to someone, a YouTuber yeah. that I know, yeah, called uh, my uh, WHUFC, and uh, that was years ago, and he hasn't done bugger no, all with it. It weren't years ago. It was last year, I think, like August, September. And as I told you at the time, I'm saving it for bowling day, May the tenth. All right, okay. It's a bit like so. You started your history, reel of history for uh, yeah, West Ham history. That sort of tired off. Then, then you twos started the uh, um, a propaganda, and you did three of them, and that tailed off. Then you did a history podcast, and that tailed off. Well, you know. But- do you know what happens? You've got to finish some of these things. Do you guys? know what happens? Yeah. Sort of cool. life takes over. Easily. I have to work. Yeah. Mm. I've got, I've got at the moment, yeah, I've got a, a job I'm on five days a week. I've got my pie mash on a Saturday. I'm, I'm redecorating my house. You know, I, I'm lucky if I have time to fart during the day. You know, well, that's why you had a week off. Do you want to say, just going back, one, two, three, get back in the room. Do you want to say something about Hammers United before we move on to, uh, uh, well, non-punchable again, this, tokens? You know, they wrote this open letter to the club. They want the club to buy this back or they'll buy it back and, and try and embarrass the club with it. And I'm thinking, you know, I did post on the page, when does common sense kick in here? Yeah, it, it's a trinket of the past. Ooh, you'll be in trouble. What, what? What, what does why are the club going to buy back something they let go for nothing they're not they've got loads yeah. of stuff they, they don't know what but, to do with it and, got, and there is one thing got, um, that I'll pick up on so but, much in storage you know this don't you they've yeah, got like storage what, coming out of their thing. ears but what, this yeah. is the thing yeah. when I question this apparently um, 
they have a mandate from their members to push the club for the West Amification of the Olympic Stadium, London Stadium. Now, what I would say now, in answer to that is, they've West Ham fired that stadium more than bloody Upton Park. Yeah? Because when you went to Upton Park, you never saw murals on the outside of the ground. You never saw uh, history panels, and you never saw, um, you know... You know, the murals that they've put on the walls around the kiosk, you never saw that at Upton Park. No, no, you didn't. So, you know, I don't don't know if you know, but the tour is run by Delaware North and and the money split uh, with West Ham and and the owners. And and there's a very simple solution for everyone, including what you want and, and what was promised. Take all this stuff that's in storage and create a museum. Find a storage room yeah. that's not doing very much. Put some trophy cabinets in there and, and create a small museum. And that's a great way to finish off the tour. The tour is dying on its legs because everybody goes, well, where, where's, where's, where's the memorabilia? I've done um, well, Barcelona. No, but this is the thing. That, that... Um, and Bayern Munich. And yeah. I've done, what's the other one? Um, um, Sparta Prague. I've done all of those tours. And every one of them has a museum with, like, all the memorabilia at, at the end of... of but the, I'll tell you what, though, the, the, the problem is, and I've done the IX one, yeah, and I've got the IX Museum uh, handbook. Oh, and yeah, I've, I've also, done IX as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've also got yeah. the West Ham Museum handbook, yeah? Now, yeah, well, that went bust, though. Oh, no, but this is the funny thing is, what all those clubs you've just listed, yeah, have that we yeah. don't, is trophies to show off. Yeah, but we've got the intertoto. Now you'd be smirching it. And... Right, now you'd be smirching it. Cool. So let's take it, yeah. But if they had a museum now or something that it would give people reason to go into it, the, the problem, I, I don't know, with the museum is, and this is where I get with Amazon United, is they, they sold off so much that they should have kept. This is one bit they didn't need to keep. They didn't need that yeah, large badge. Yeah. You know, we've got the no, we've I got agree. that badge actually on show inside the stadium somewhere. So yeah. it, it, next uh, next they'll be camping outside of Terry Brown's but I'll but this is the thing, not being funny. Terry Brown, those gates were due to be auctioned on the pitch and they were pulled from yeah, the I auction. Know what yeah. So a dodgy deal was done. Let's, well, let's get allegedly, the, the, you don't no, know. No, I'll go, Sean. They were in the catalogue, yeah? So they were there to be auctioned. The and views they of Nigel Khan or his own are not necessarily those of more than just the podcast. All right. Yeah. You, you stop me when I'm lying, Sean, yeah? The gates were up for auction. Yes. The gates did not make the auction. No, but you don't know. I don't, don't maybe, stop me when uh, I'm lying. I said, yeah, don't. don't maybe Terry Brown paid don't. more than the reserve. Hold up, hold up. Or hold any up. money that would have done. Hold up, yeah. Right. So I said, stop <laughs> me when I'm lying, yeah? The gates were in the auction, yes or no? Correct. That right. part the is gates, right. What? The gates, just yes or no? The gates never made the auction, yes or no? No, they did not. You're right. Correct. The gates now reside in Terry Brown's garden, yes or no? Yes. That right, we'll is- leave everybody else to draw their own conclusion what happened. <laughs> anyway, 
we're moving on because we're, so we're over quickly, an hour and we haven't so, even got to questions. No, yeah, so Amers United for me. And, and one thing I will pick up on, they said they've got a mandate from the fan base, yeah, from their um, questionnaire or whatever it is they call it, survey. But this is the thing. what They're now campaigning on a mandate that they say they have where by their own admission, is it less than 3,000 of their members took of their 18,000 membership? Yeah. Well, like unions that call strikes when, you know, 20% of the membership vote and of that 20%, 60% voted to strike. So therefore, you know, less than 25% of the membership voted to strike, so 100% have to go. I don't see that as a mandate. I think, uh, and, and that was the, the problem with them doing that survey is the club can now sit back and go, because if I was in the club, I'd be looking and go, mandate, sorry, you say you got 18,000 members, but only 2,500 of your members said you want a West Ham fire the stadium. But when you look around the stadium, when you walk around the stadium, all you all you see is West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. So I don't get what they want. And that's why for me is they're, they're picking on the wrong things. They're making the wrong choices. And actually, sometimes they make me look like as if I'm a Golden Sullivan lover because I just seem to bang my head up against the wall with them. Anyway, um, the ISC, Independent Supporters Committee, met for their second time. I haven't seen any minutes yet, but I understand yesterday afternoon the ISC met, or Sam versus three, or OS2, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, good luck to them. Um, anyway, non-fungible tokens or Ooh. NFTs, crypto, blockchain. I bet you're switching off already. If you're switched off at finance, the non-fungible tokens. So um, I've been having a little bit of a – I like blockchain, right? I'm a technologist by uh, trade. And so I like blockchain, and, and I, I think I've mentioned before, I sort of dabble a little bit in cryptocurrency, both in, in Bitcoin and and Ephraim, um, and um, I'm, I'm going to bring Canning Town Len in in a minute, but he talked to me, he go, oh, you know, as an artist, I'm looking at these NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and I thought, well, I've heard about them, but I didn't know really know what they were, and, and I'm going to explain it before I bring, so um, yeah, I was explaining don't. that fungible is something that can be strange for something else, so like a pound or a dollar or even a Bitcoin can be exchanged in equal value for another Bitcoin or pound or dollar, i.e. fungible, right? Non-fungible is it's unique. Um, We bring in the token, and that's where we bring in the crypto and token. And the idea of non-fungible tokens, which has been made famous by a few people, including the founder of Twitter and the... um, um, what they're called of Leon, the, um, Kings of Leon, band. Kings of Leon. There's the one. Is is it's about digital crypto art, and i.e. that you could sell digital art and 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 provide ownership using blockchain to say you have what's called a smart contract and say you've got a digital certificate to say you own that piece of art. No one else can fake it. It's like a certificate of authentic, uh, authenticity to say you own it. This is yours, but 
Even better than that, people have created trading programs. So OpenSea is one that uh, that Len's been looking at that um, that allows you to trade it. So so when you've bought it, it's like a collector. And this is the exciting stuff of where we bring in West Ham. You know, playing cards. Remember the, the old playing cards or baseball cards if you're American, you know, and being able to trade them and having rares, etc. This is what non-fungible tokens opens up. So with that, and I'm, I'm, I'm really loving the whole blockchain and crypto story, then our good friend, Town Len, I'm bringing him in now. Hey. What did you do at the weekend with your favorite crypto consultant? Well, I made my first ever non-fungible token that sold in less than a day. There's a little bit of a story to it as far as I'm concerned because when I released um, everybody's second team, part of the marketing that I wanted to do for it was to do trading cards. And I did do them and I did post them all over Twitter, but at the time people didn't get understand why I was doing it and there was a reason they didn't understand why I was doing it. I wanted to, obviously just like the Panini sticker albums, have people trading these cards, swapping these cards or collecting these cards just to push the images of the film around the social media sites to promote the film uh, organically. And the guy who, who I've previously worked with who I asked his advice. I now asked him, is there some kind of app or anything that I could attach to a website um, to do this? And he said, well, no, there's not really. There's something just started, but it's it's not very accessible at the moment because you have to pay heavy fees, heavy fees to, well, at both ends to trade with the cards or to gas put fees. the cards minting, up. Minting fees and gas fees, more of that. That's really. exactly that, exactly that. Uh, and on Thursday when I heard about the Kings of Leon releasing it, um, it struck a call with me because, like myself, they sell their wares, if you like, across streaming sites like Amazon um, and whatever ones they want to go on to. My, my choice is Amazon. And then I thought to myself, well, why would you do both? And then it turns out there's been some slight changes because they want to bring this to the fore. Because as you say, it authenticizes, or authenticates, I beg your pardon, uh, digital art. Well, that was a, uh, that solved a problem that I didn't have because making the art boards, I can, um, I can authenticate my art as a one of a kind, quite simply, because I've made so many unique artworks to provide an, an animated film. I've got 3,000 of them. So uh, they're all going to be one of a kind, unless I do a specialism run, and I've got the guys to sign them. So you don't get more authentic than that, being one of a kind. Someone could Put fake this, it, though. Someone could take a Oh, someone a could, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> of your film. Could. And then fake a signature and sell it on eBay. Yeah, but I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about my art boards, though. So what I was, what yeah. I was trying to say, is it solves a problem that I didn't particularly have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the the Kings of Leon, when they spoke about it, were say, well, it's not, it's not a money making scheme for us. What it is, it gives our fans to profit out of our popularity in the community. 
And I thought, well, well, now we've gone back to the original purpose that I was doing. At that point, I phoned you up to learn more, just to, you know, have a bit of a confidant, if you liked. You know, and we am spent I doing the whole the right weekend thing? learning about caffeines yeah. and, and the network. A lot of the times. Uh, yeah, I we put did. It we on. spent the whole weekend. I put the, so what did what was it? What was your first token, and who bought it? I chose Mark Noble. For? I chose Mark Noble. All right, okay. Because it, one is a current player, two is unlikely to leave, so it's going to have a lot of, it's going to have more appeal. Um, so I made him zero zero one. I put it up there uh, mm. for point one ether, which on the Saturday was a hundred and thirteen pounds. It sold on right. the Sunday, and now that yeah. 0.1 ether is worth 130 pounds. So it made 17 pounds already just on the ether alone. And some lucky well, only if it was sold there. for 0.1. I, I will say just yeah. to make it clear, you don't earn money on ether. Like all art, art is only worth what you sell it for, whatever, and whatever and it's, it's subjective. Whatever someone's pay. worth yeah. to pay for it. So you you buy an etherum, which, as you said, is 0.1. But and you sell an Ethereum, but of course it's what everyone's prepared to pay for it. Lower, you know. Absolutely, your artwork could go down as well as up, kind of thing. Um, warning there. Yeah, well, the Ethereum could go up, down as well as yeah. up. So, so what, uh, what's what's the next? Have, have, you've got others on, oh, on sale. I'll tell you and... what. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. I've put a dozen on sale, but since then, and it's only Wednesday, I've just been the amount of interest it's caused. Um. I won't tell you too much, but the the, the amount, the, the different sort of the the cryptocurrencies are reaching out to me and such. Yeah. And um, well, keep everyone's that, excited. Keep that thought. We won't go too far because we're no, we people who don't like crypto. Non fungible no. tokens. Remember, you heard it here first. It will yeah. be massive. If you missed out on cryptocurrency, making a fortune out of cryptocurrency. Don't miss non-fungible tokens. Whether it be with Len or whether it be someone else, it doesn't matter. I think it's going to be the next big thing. And I think you're going to hear a lot more of it mainstream, but you heard it here yeah. first. Uh, Openseas.io, isn't it, where you've yeah, your advertising but, work? Yeah. The advantage I've got of other people, I've got loads and loads and loads of assets for now, after making Can I ask you a question on the buyer? Yeah. I saw it because yeah. it shows who the buyer is and it, uh, it had some names like west ham cryptocurrency it had a picture of, of someone david who sullivan looks... didn't it <laughs> was it david sullivan i don't know i can't find out but oh you don't know who it's... the buyer is no oh no. right so you okay. buy it anonymously okay i don't know who okay. the buyer is but i'm wondering that myself interesting interesting there you go there you go any questions, Nigel? Or are you can have you switched off? Are you watching the cat video again? He's probably thinking, "What the hell has this got to do with West Ham?" That's his question. Um, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it, <laughs> just show me where I buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want okay. to miss out this time. Because luckily for me, uh, well, when you say luckily, I didn't think I was lucky at the time. But three weeks ago, I shut my football index account, pulled all my money out, losing sixty five percent. Um, which to, it was, I, I did the sell now option, which really devalued everything I owned. Um, which at one point was running at a profit of about 100-odd quid, but now made a loss of about 
150 quid um, and not just pulled it out. I thought I'll take what I can get because I did not. I didn't want to keep checking it and watch it go down and down. You know, it just seemed stupid. So I just pulled my money out mm. to find that um, this week I've heard stories of people getting, you know, 20%. That's it of what they've put in back. There's always, what people forget is there's always an element of risk. Football index was supposed to be like buying shares in footballers and, I didn't put a lot of money into it because I was always wary about how did they work out the value of a player. And yeah. there was a lot of, when COVID kicked in, they did a, what they seemed, I don't know if they shot themselves in the foot, but they did a, a re-evaluation and it knocks a lot of players' values down. I think it upset a lot of users. And the thing with this is it relies on new money coming in, almost like a Ponzi scheme. And if new money don't come in and people get spooked because they're losing money, they'll just pull it all out and the whole thing collapses. So Yeah, for, for, for it was. Uh, for, for the football index, that won't happen on non-fungible tokens. But, but No, yeah. Anyway, uh, we've done an hour and 15 and we haven't even got to questions. Have you got any anything else before we go to question time? No. We're just picking the 10 best ones, yeah? No! You cheeky monkey. Oh, do you know what? I've done something really, 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 really stupid. Again? Do you know what? I did stupid. There's a list. No, there isn't. So so what I did is... um, I don't know if we explain, but we're on some new software. We get our our podcast software from uh, um, Zencaster. So uh, instead of playing the jingle, I just deleted it. So, I, so while I've been talking, I've just loaded it again. Actually, that that was a bit low. I'm going to do it again. Ready? Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Well, you don't realise I just deleted the jingle and I had to reload it while I waffled on. Uh, we're back this week with Nigel uh, reading out the, the 10 best questions of the week and dumping all the others. Nigel. Uh, yeah, so it's a, <laughs> funny enough, the booch is ain't here and only 14 people commented. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, uh, so I put so much to discuss this week, if you lot have already heard. I've put Leeds victory, something we haven't covered, which we, perhaps we will cover in questions, Noble's retirement. Yeah. Um, accounts are out, we're still skinned. Question gate is off limits after last week, though. Uh, I, no, what is what? What's off limits? Question gate. Um, <laughs> don't know what that means. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so first up is Pete Stone. Evening, fellas. Hope you're all well. But we'll discuss Noble now because he says, although Noble's already had a testimonial, do you guys think he deserves another after his contract expires next year? Not many around like Nobs anymore. Champions League football would be amazing end to what has been an applaudable criticism. Peter Stone's a big noble fan by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, what yeah, no, say I, I, you, no. Leonard? No, not for me. No? Not for me. I think there's a lot of... Uh, 
how do I put this politely? Um, the overreaction mm. for from people who haven't seen a player like um, of Mark Noble's service. Mm. I mean, it's, I don't wish to be courted, boy. You know, he's given me a lot of good memories, but he's Jeff Pike without a trophy, isn't he? Is that a mm. bit harsh? Or? <laughs> he's been a loyal servant. What, what do you reckon? I'm yeah, well, we've had a lot of them in my time. We've had a lot of them though, but in, in other people's time, they haven't seen that. One well, of um, the three things I'm going to say that about a testimonial from Mark Noble. I don't know. Go on. One, yeah. he don't need the money. And, and, and testimonials were designed to give um, players yeah. a sort of payoff. Number two, it costs us a bloody fortune, at least a quarter of a million quid to put on it. And number three, there's too much bloody football and football games now anyway. So who wants to drag themselves out to watch a testimonial? I did it for uh, Tony Carr, uh, and I did go to Mark Noble's first one, but I don't know if I could be asked. No, no disrespect to Mark Noble, I love him to bits. I don't know if I could be asked to go to a second testimonial for Mark Noble. Um, no, for me, testimonials are for long service, he's, he's, which is 10 years generally, or, or it's a gift to the club. I don't think it has to be 10 years, so it's a little bit hest of the club. But generally, it's done... You know, if you if you serve ten years, uh, unbroken, I believe. Though Julian Dix got one with broken service, but no, he doesn't deserve another. No, you need about twenty five thousand at sixty thousand just to break even. Yeah, no, I'm not. But it's not about the money. I just don't think you, you, you set a precedent, and then in, in the future, other people might be saying, yeah. you know, we've got to I do don't this. Think, got to if do I'm that. honest, I don't think Mark Noble would want one. No, no, probably not. I, th- I think perhaps in a way, I'm, I'm pleased he's announced his retirement with a season ago. It, it, I, I'm, it's almost as if it's his. It's he ain't his going into the championship. He ain't going anywhere. No, no. He's so, going to yeah. do his badges with us. He's going to work his way up doing the under 18s, under 23s, whatever it takes to be involved in the club. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. Which which is quite right at the end of the day. The, the thing for me is it'll be a sad day in a way when Mark Noble goes um, because I've always believed that West Ham United Football Club is there to represent the people of West Ham primarily, uh, rightly or wrongly, whatever other people. And he's the last one from Canning Town. And, yeah. and he, he's... Last well, he, uh, yes, I don't think there are any kids at the moment that grew up support. Well, there may be kids over there that grew up supporting West Ham. I, did, I, I don't know how many local area kids there are, but in the first team at the moment, yeah, go on. Mark Noble's the only kid. The last who's one, the one had, who, who's, who's a local boy? There is one in the academy who, who plays, he's in the academy, he's not made it through to the first. Well, team. no, he is, he's first team now. Uh, go on. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson? Is he a Newham boy, is he? I thought he was. Now I'm going to find out he's not. I know he's been with the Academy since he was really yeah, young. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I thought he was a local boy. No, I, d- I don't think so. He's led, he may be, though. Tell a lie, because I know he's Ledley King's nephew. And Ledley King... Oh, you see, you're going to not count him. Wolf and Forest. No, he's not a local no, boy out of town. Could be late in the stone. Definitely not. Um... <laughs> Um, 
Hawks? No, he's not. He's been at West Ham his life. He's a West Ham. He joined West Ham at seven. He was a West Ham yeah, fan. Brilliant. But yeah, brilliant. he's he's an out of towner because he was born in Waltham I'm Forest. Afraid, Sorry. I'd like to say I don't make the rules, but I do. <laughs> you do make the rules. <laughs> I do make the rules. Um, so, yeah, he's not in, um, I'm afraid. But, you know, we're going to lose that link. At the end of the day, look, Canning Town is the birthplace of West Ham, and it's his homeland. But then on Wolfram the other Forest end... Forest is next to Newham, though, is it not? Yes, it is. It's next to it, but it's north, isn't it? For me, it's north London. But anyway, we'll really? crack okay. on. In regards Noble, you know, I've said it before, he sullied his legendary status with his behaviour at the Burnley game. Um, the owners got over the whole support in the uh, Ingakia outburst, so why can't you get over it? No, I'm, what I'm saying is I, I, he, he sullied it for me. He, he, he shouldn't have done that. I, I think it's tainted. In, in a fair amount of people that I know sort of, what possibly could have been a legendary status. The thing with Mark Noble as well is if if you put him up against the previous like one club players like Brookin, um, Brookin was a flair player, wasn't he? Mm. It, you know, it, it, we all dreamed of being a Brookin on the pitch. How many kids have run on the football pitch and thought I'm going to want to play Mark Noble today? You know, it's no disrespect to Noble. He's a water carrier, as Canton are called them. And every team has to have a water carrier, believe me. But they're not the ones that really stand out, are they? And I'm not trying to besmirch his football career. I think it's fantastic that he's, he will finish with West Ham. And it was brilliant when he came through as a young kid when we were in the championship. He was 17 and he was outstanding. And you could see he was go all the way. We sent him out on loan to Ipswich. He came back in after the cup final season uh, with Tevez. And he was fantastic that season. Scored some wonderful goals towards the end of the season to help keep us up. People forget that. And you could see he played with a smile on his face. He just loved playing for West Ham. It's what we've always wanted, isn't it? So it will be sad when we lose that, you know? Yeah, true. True that. But he still threw that geezer on the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Get over it. Move on. I've moved on from it. But, you know, you, you, you don't ever forget, though. Yeah? Forgive, but not forget. Oh, next up is Alan Day, the old uh, the Volkswagen dealership. Well, no, this is a thing because I'd, I'd checked and they don't do Mercedes anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. They're go. Volkswagens now. It's a bit of a really come down, isn't it? So anyway, oh, well. sorry, Al, but nothing against Volkswagens because believe me, I've been driving them since I learned to drive. Um, as someone that drove Beatles for about 10 years. Um, the old ones, uh, Volkswagens are the best motors. And still got me van. Evening, gentlemen, says Alan Day. Busy week, wins, losing money and new contracts. He loves the Noble interview, especially the comment about 15-year-old Mark Noble would have been happy just to play for West Ham once. Well, he's damn mm. right there. You can't take that away from him. He's got a left-field question, though. Uh, he's teaching his kids to sing Knees Up Mother Brown. And it got me thinking about ye old days. Uh, why don't we sing the old songs anymore? It says, own games, it just seems to be Bubbles, Ludo, and Ain't Nobody. 
um, by Chaka Khan, I believe, uh, a name that I am often referred to. Uh, is it time to bring back knees up, Mother Brown? And uh, maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Well, we can't sing that anymore, Al, can we? Because, like, half of them don't come from London. Maybe it's because I'm from Chessington. And uh, I love Chessington Zoo. Is that, what, is that how it goes, are you, you, You're talking about um, um, uh, Declan Rice, because he was born in... Uh, no, I was talking about you, actually. About you, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, about me. If he was listening, Alan would say, why don't we sing Maybe It's Because I'm a Londoner? Because well, it's West Ham's now populated by fans Sorry, like I'm you. Sorry, I'm proud of it. Yeah. He said, or oh, some new player-based songs. We currently like singing He's One of Our Loans. He's One of Our Loans. Jesse Lingard, He's One of Our Loans. He said, that used to be about side Ben Rama. He said, home games might be better experience as well. If the button pusher, Russ, if you're listening, played more sing-along tunes. Or, or, or no one to sing along. Well, Max Bygraves would get the old or get some. Oh yeah, sing uh, along a Max. Hey, we still like a bit of that. Or even local artists is putting brackets. Small faces. Now oh, I love the small faces. Oh, nice. Uh, bit of bit of Ogden's nutflake. <laughs> Son of a bacon boy. Uh, encouraging more of a good time experience instead of pitch side interviews and promo videos. Building it up to kick off. He signed off Alan Day, Merck dealer. Well, Al, I'm sorry, you've been downgraded, but don't knock it. Um, I remember, I think it was the Tottenham Cup game uh, when Rebroff scored for Tottenham twice. So that would be like 2001 when we lost 3 2. Before the game, um, they played, you know, Spandau Ballet Gold because of Joe Cole. The, um, the Canio, they played the Italian, da, 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 and the fans really got into it. And perhaps they could do something like that. But I, I'm pretty, it's, you know, I'm not saying I got fed up listening to it, but the fact that they played bloody London calling nearly every game drove me mad. Because I used to love that song. I think Fulham do that as well, London calling, you know, don't they? Well, I was always under the impression that at two o'clock, from two o'clock to three o'clock, the Premier League took over um, the pre-match build-up and they would stipulate or they would regulate what could be played and what couldn't be played. So they had a list of songs that you could not play. Yeah, we'll have to ask Russie that. I'm pretty sure about that. Sean's not listening anyway, so he's obviously writing some garbage for Claire and Hugh. Uh, Martin Rowe says, evening. I am listening, by the way. Thank you very much. (laughs) I was just reading uh, a tweet uh, that that the Michael Dell MSD company uh, loaned money to Sunderland as well. Burnley, uh, Derby, Southampton and Sunderland and the average... Uh, interest is nine percent that uh, uh, Dell charges on his uh, on his loan. So there you go. Sorry. What interest does he back charge in the room. on his One, two, three, back in the room. Yeah. All right. Well, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Evening, all says Martin Rowe. He says he's pleased with the win. He thought we were lucky that Bamford had a poor day. Uh, 
but we had two keepers on the bench. Are there no academy players we could have used? We had this question last week, didn't we? I'm surprised as well. There must be some reason he doesn't want to do it, because clearly they are. But maybe he doesn't want to unsettle the under-23 group. I think, I, think he's a, I think he's a bit worried about the keeper situation. You know, um, he's not sure that he's, either his keepers are fit, so he's just making sure that he's got enough cover, is, is my view. Because he's only started putting two keepers on the bench since he had started having keeper issues. I don't think there there is someone I would hate to see leave the club. Who? David Martin. Oh, he's going. You may hate, but he's going, right? How many games did he play? No, no, no. How many games do you think he played? How many appearances did he make? See if you get right. Three. Yeah, he's made... No, I think he's made about five. How many? Five Five. Well done. Five, including Um, the Chelsea one, obviously. Yeah, so... No, I want him at the club. Even if he's not a goalkeeper, it could be... You know a, what he's getting at, surely. A training goalkeeper or, or, or you know, let's keep well, him at the club. I think they have a goalkeeping coach, funny enough. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure they need more than one, Sean. What do you think, we're made of money? Did you see we lost 65 no. million? What do you think, we're made of money? Yeah, oh dear. He's Alvin's boy, though. He can, you know, he can tell... Oh, here we mean. go. Look, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, here we oh, go. look, it's Absolutely. Pellegrini's son. Go. He should have a job as a scout. Oh, look, it's yeah, Zucilis' son. Know, he should he have a job. Understand. Nepotism gets you nowhere. Nepotism, nepotism, Vicious. nepotism. No, you know what it is? We look after our own, Sean. That's why we don't look after you. Um, Graham Farrell says, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, nice pair of trousers, Graham. Says, well, it was a win. We didn't play as well so we as we have been, so it's still an improvement as we would normally have lost that game. That's a good way of looking at it, to be fair. That is a game we would have lost in the past. Uh, yeah, Dawson was immense and can't see how we can't buy him. Oh, well, we can, actually. Sean's explained it. Declan spoke well after the game. Does Noble retiring mean more? That's a good question. Does Noble retiring mean that he will step down as captain next season? So should Declan now does, be made full-time captain going forward? I was wondering this. No, I think they'll Not, probably give him his last season. Well, Alvin didn't retire as club captain. Billy Bonds didn't retire as club captain. Nah. Julian Dix was club captain, I believe, when he retired or when he left West Ham. I believe he was. Not many get to retire as captain. Um, you know, I've got that sing-along on Max song in my head now. <laughs> it's not that. I, was, I showed someone a YouTube video that I put up of um, Alf Garnet uh, at Upton Park, and Max Bygraves is is in the dugout. Is it? So he's in the director's box. Oh yeah, yeah. With um, Kenny Lynch. <laughs> I can't say what happens. But, no, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say. Anything. I sold it to me, mate, and he was he was absolutely gobsmacked. I said, "No, it's a proper film, mate," <laughs> and because yeah. they went in the black line after, and Bobby Moore's there, and George Best is uh, is, is in the black line toilets. It was quite funny. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, I won't tell good. you what happens. Yeah, don't. No, can I, I just mean, you'll never out? be able to make that today. No, you, Josh. Can I point out quickly for a few reasons? If you are easily offended, 
do not look it up. <laughs> but still, anyway, Davy Jones. Any oh. any questions about Megan and Harry and Archie this week or not? No, mate, don't get me on them turncoats, please. I don't know, I was watching football, I didn't watch the interview. Possibly by. Evening all. It's very refreshing to be allowed to ask a question, and even more refreshing to still be in the top five. Well, top five of questions, Dave, or what? (laughs) Uh, Do you think that Noble would have been given another year if fans had been in the stadium all season? Question. That's a good question. Right, let's stop there and we'll answer it. Do you think that if fans had been there all season, would Noble have gone now? Yes. No. Yeah, I think he would have done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How many games coming in, Mr. I'll ask questions, know it all. (laughs) How many games has Noble played this season quickly without using Google? Oh, I did. I did write an article on this. He has started like then. two. Uh, are you talking Premier League games or cup games? Oh, how many appearances? What? But, but are we talking league game, including cup games? Yes, as well? including cup games. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd have to guess um, uh, five. Starting or, or coming on as substitute? I oh, know because he's come on as a substitute. Are we talking starting, or are we talking no, appearances? Like appearances? Um, oh, uh, it's probably got to be eleven. Actually, um, do you know the answer? He wouldn't have asked if he didn't know the answer. Probably, do you know the answer, Nigel? Um, he's looking it up. Yeah, I, I, it's eighteen. <laughs> It's 18, yes, by the way. Mate. I just looked it up on the soccer base. 18 It's 18. We've One, two, three, four in the cup. And obviously that means 14 pre- um, Premier League Sean, appearances. Yeah, but I made think a lot of them, he came seven from the last few starts. minutes. He's made seven starts with 11 substitute yeah, appearances. Right. Um, but all sub-appearances have been in the Premier League. So he's made three starts in the Premier League. Um. No, he comes I'm, on. He doesn't get his appearance bonus because he comes on. It ain't on about money, Sean. It's money with you. Eighty ninth minute at Tottenham. It ain't. It ain't about money. But that's what I'm saying. If fans were there, would he have thought? Do you know what? Perhaps it is time. But I mean, he's 34. Didn't Brooklyn call it at 34? Oh, he came on in 63 minutes against Sheffield United. He got his. He got his bonus that one. Oh, I ain't about the money. How old was Bill when he first retired? He might have been first. Yeah, well, he, he, no, he was forty-two. No, just turned forty-two. No, 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 no. Was no, no. forty-one? He, he stepped back, didn't he? And then we called him back. Yeah, but I did. But did he retire? Didn't he? Well, retired. he retired from first team football. Yeah, nineteen eighty-four. Um, when Brooking went. 84. Brooking was 34. Was Bill 34 as well? You think not many midfielders go past 35, 36. So, he'll yeah. be he'll be 34 when he retires, won't he? He, he? he retired in, you're right, he retired in May 8, 1984, but then came back and made 26 league appearances and cup 
in yeah because we were going down <laughs> <laughs> we were struggling. We had injuries and everything. I know he, he, he I remember they said, I, I think because Trevor retired, he, he felt it was a good time to step back. Well, I always remember as a kid, Mick, there was a player called Mick McGiven. And yeah. I, I watched him play, I think probably two or three first team games. I must have seen him play 50 reserve games. He was he was the reserve team captain, and it, it seemed he was at the club. I don't know, like not to make the numbers up, but he never seemed to be um, in the first team squad when I was when I started going over there. I mean, we started the same time then, you know. Mick McGiven was a name at the club. He didn't become a coach yeah. until the early eighties. I thought. But he was at the club playing reserve football, and I thought that's what Bill wanted to do: help bring the kids through by playing reserve football and coaching. But we yeah, got so right. desperate, we brought him back. Uh, Dave's got a question for you, Len, or, okay. or comrade, Len, um, as he says. Oh, here we go, bloody solidarity! Uh, given his love of Scooby Doo, do you prefer Daphne or Thelma? Oh, Daphne's hot as. Yeah. Redheads are great in cartoons. Car- blonde. I thought you were going to say in bed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was the International Women's Day on Monday. You can't be saying stuff no, like no. that. No, well, no. What I didn't say, you thought oh, it. Yeah, you said right. it, didn't oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Um, yellows don't work because they're blonde. Uh, so redhead works better on cartoons. Oh, it don't oh. come hot and Daphne. Oh, oh it is. Um, I don't know why they cast um, that that um, Sarah Geller girl was Daphne. Um, Daphne, yeah, she was a rubbish Daphne. You could have got some much better. Stone would have been a good. Oh, the Fisher was Filmer, wasn't she? No, Filmer was the girl. Do you know? I don't know this girl's name, but she was in um, Mad Men, and there's no point me talking about something. I thought it was Isla Fisher, wasn't it? Sasha Baron Cohen's mm. missus. She was in Home and Away. She was in it, but she wasn't Thelma, was she? She was she? Anyway, oh, he, it's not an animation Do you podcast. think, this, well, uh, it may not be, but he wants to know, what did you think of Scrappy being oh, included? Oh, wanker, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, even at that age, you know, what a tosser. Yeah. What a little shit. You know, who come up with that? No one liked him. We're talking about Scrappy now, or Sean? Oh, no, it's oh, Grabby. Well, he's, he's back writing his articles. Grabby dabby doo. There you go. Sean, Sean's my crypto mate now. I need him. Oh, nice. you've got to be nice <laughs> of him now. Well, I don't have to be nice to him. I'm still vicious. But, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a kind of a sensible influence. He's a yin to my yang. Right. Mark Hallin. Uh, says, evening all, and he's glad to have me back in charge, Nigel, and glad that I'm not in charge at all. Uh, and glad that Noves has got another year at the club because it wouldn't have been right for his career to end on a season of no fans and empty stadiums. I'm with you there. I'm pleased he's got one more year. He loved Declan's interview. The whole team seemed to have a great connection, which is true, and he loves the fact that both players and manager are disappointed with performances, even when we've won. 
I didn't see the interviews after. I must admit, I was absolutely shad, so I went straight to bed. Uh, how fitting would it be to get Mark Noble European football for his final season? Well, well, we got we got European football West Ham in the final season at uh, Upton Park. Yeah, depends what kind of European football. As where I've do you sit on this? Yes. All right, where do you sit on this? Are we ready for Europe? Europe Europa League is a curse sometimes playing on a Thursday. Right, really what's is. the hold up, Sean? This is the thing that makes me laugh. What's the difference between playing Wednesday Saturday, yeah, to Thursday Sunday? Let me tell you, it's it's not just about that. It's about you need a squad to invest in. If you get into Champions League, yeah. you can automatically buy a squad because the money you just get to get to the group stage is phenomenal. What do you get? Europa's then? not worth the paper it's written on unless you get to the latter stages. That's that's my view overall. It's about the money. Well, see, um, I, and if I, you play, if you scramble into Europa and play with your normal squad, you end up often in a relegation fight um, and it can be a distraction. Well, I don't think that's true because if you look at the teams in the UEFA Cup this season, none of them are struggling for UEFA uh, relegation. I'm saying that's what happened to us. But when, um, if you look at it, um, are we ready for me, is if we qualify, who cares? If we enter the Champions League, do we need to go out and buy players to compete in the Champions League? No, we don't. But we need to increase, increase the depth of our squad. Though. If, if would we agree lose that. every game, so what? Let's just enjoy being in it. I don't really. Oh, no, you I wouldn't don't, want that. I don't know. Yeah, Sean, it's, we're not going to win That's it. That's typical defeatist attitude it's not from defeatist. an in-towner, I would expect. It's enjoying the fact that you we're there. You got bombed during World War Two, and now now you just give up and surrender straight away but this is a funny thing yeah you say that bomb during world war ii but it was the east enders isn't it that didn't give up and surrender you know my my, my wife's granddad his ass got bombed he comes home his ass is gone what does he do he can see his bike hanging on the wall so he crumbles through the thing picks up his bike and cycles off to try and find where his family's gone Oh, sad story, yeah. Well, he weren't dreaming. It was just like, I need to make... He was told they were all right, so he just went off to find them. Council house, I would imagine. Um, no, it was probably, it was actually Nigel Road, Forest Gate, I think. <laughs> he told me the story when he met me. Um, that that's where that's where when he lived. met you, your own grandfather. He, when he no, met it was you. my wife's grandfather. When you were Did you not listen to me? I said it was my Sorry, wife's. Who's, who's grandfather? My wife's. Oh, your wife's. Yeah, okay. My grandparents were bombed out Fair five point, times. Point. That's. I've always wondered why we've not got photographs of or, 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 of the family. Bombs in Surrey, you know. Now those doodle bugs came over and you know landed here and. And they in Chesington, they couldn't work out why the railway just stopped. Well, they ran out of money, but they thought there was a munitions dump where where um, where sort of Chesington Zoo is because it carried on past the. And they were going to extend the line, but they didn't. But the the German bombers kept on dropping bombs because this <laughs> this railway went to nowhere. So they kept on dropping bombs in this field because they thought it was a secret munitions dump or or uh, army. True story, bro. Oh, true story. Cool story, bro. There you go. So we had it bad then, did they? 
dear. Oh, in Surrey, yeah. Yeah. Doodle bugs and bombs. (sighs) Next up is the old Dylan himself, Maid Miriam Williams. Myriam, I should say. He he said, oh, boils, he says. (laughs) He's so happy, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) looks like the dictator stop going on about the ticket yeah Um, well hold up we ain't got there yet Uh, (laughs) he's put looks like the dictator had it all wrong regarding club cash stating that the club would not give it back in one lump sum for remaining fixtures seems his numerous club sources gave him false information on that one do you want to answer that Sean do you know what what he's talking about I do know what he's talking about. I mean, do you want to explain they, what he's talking they, about? Well, they've made an but, but hang on, there's a method in this madness. They've made an announcement. They're going to give um, the last six games in, in club cash. I can't include the Southampton game because oh, I don't know. Um, they're going to give them now. But there is a reason. There's a method in this madness, and the reason they've done it is why West Ham became the first Premier League club to do what this. This is a fun fact. The first Premier League club to do what this week? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Buy a cryptocurrency. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. West Ham became the first Premier League club to what this week? Len? Um, It's related to the, the clues in the question, what we're talking about. Yeah, some kind oh, of refund, obviously. Is it announced next season season ticket? Yes, they're the first they're the first Premier League club to put their season tickets on sale. So Oh right, I didn't know that. Well, the yeah, email yeah, came you, today. Yeah. So they're the first club it. to put their season tickets on sale. Um uh, and um yeah. So that's why the refund method in their madness. They give with one hand and they take away they with, take the other. with the other. 
Well, the, the thing that I thought it's actually that made sense was that they're, they're giving us all our refunds now in one go for the remaining six games um, to enable us to use the club cash to pay for our season tickets for next season. Yeah. Which is, frankly, what I was going to do with the money anyway. Yeah. And you uh, should have a little 10% over. Yes, um, to 30 quid to spend a, yeah, a, a shirt, yeah, shirt when they go on sale. Sorry, are they giving us money back? You no, so what, what they're doing, they've been making us wait 28 days, haven't they, after every game. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, this doesn't involve it's, me, does it? No, so what they're doing to those that paid all the money up front was that um, they will not make us wait 28 days after the game's been played. They're going to refund us all the money, I think, the 1st of April. They give us all the money. Wouldn't that be funny if they go April Fool? Um, yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning of April, they, they've said they'll give us all the money back so we can use that to buy next season's season ticket. So what they're going to do is they're going to put the money in our account so we can give it back to their account. Yeah, that's okay, exactly. Yeah. As I said, there's so, a method in it. So right. I don't, you know, but for me, that's how a football club should behave. So kudos to the people that thought of it. Unless it was Tyler. Well, it's good to give put money in the pound of pocket. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marion goes on. He was speaking to an old friend of mine and Shedman's last week, Mr. Firmiger, and he made me think back to the age of fanzines. Ah, yes. This is Nigel knows. He was he was a fellow contributor to Overland, so he wrote far longer for it than I ever did as well. Uh, and it was a very good article Marion used to write, even if he was a critic of Who's View and our question mark. Did Marion used to write there? Oh, regularly. But he never mate. had his picture in the, there, did he? No, it wasn't that. What did you say when I got my picture in uh, Overland and Sea? What did you say? Didn't I say, like, what a wanker you was. You're the only person was... I've ever known to use their own picture. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. And what was the story about? Uh, the, how good did London Stadium was going to be? <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well you got done. that right, didn't you? Uh, yeah. He's put, um, as dictator Sean knows, he's a regular now with blowing bubbles. Is that right? Is he? I am a regular. I do write for blowing no, bubbles. No, but Marion uh... writes for... He... Oh, yeah, I know Marion writes. Yeah, I, I write every couple of months for... Blowing bubbles, Dave. magazine or fanzine? Um, magazine. Uh, magazine, yeah. Magazine. Yeah, okay. Uh, In fact, they call themselves, their West Ham, their moniker or their account name on um, Twitter is West Ham Magazine. Are they so the only they West Ham magazine now? Well, you launched one, use. Uh, yes, I did. But like, like, I mentioned earlier, it's one of those things you start and don't finish. So no, but there was a reason behind about, that. Do, do you want to go know on, why now, it how many how many episodes? Not episodes. How many um editions did it have? Five, I think, or six. No, but you know what happened. Long. Go on then. Pandemic. No, my my um the magazine builder I was using let me use it for free, and then they wanted to charge me for it. Now, if you remember it rightly, called? it was what called. What was your fanzine called? When we six moved foot to the two. Uh, six foot two. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you, I did know. So, you told me it was your. Um, 
What were your circulation figures? Very good, though. I think I, I think the the highest one was fifteen hundred. How was it? I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, given away. Yeah, it was free. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I was quite yeah pleased with that. I think I averaged around seven hundred and fifty, eight hundred. But I think it was Epis Magazine, the second magazine, I did hit over fifteen hundred, around that number. Um, how many did how many did Firmagers used to sell in the end? It it was down to about that number, wasn't it? I know no, peak, no, I think it used 10, to it, it, ten or something thousand. But yeah, the last high, days of Bolin, it was like a thousand, it was only maybe doing a few thousand. Yeah, yeah. it was two pound fifty or something, wasn't it, at the end? Might have been a bit more than that, but three quid maybe. Yeah. Do you think there's a market for it? I used to buy it occasionally. A fanzine? Do you think there's a market for a fanzine? No. No. I think for people buying two or three quid, I think um, what David Blackmore does is is fine because there's a lot of it's played by advertising. He has his subscription-based. But a, a fanzine for me, what does he I'll do? show you the difference. What does he do in, in copies? You know what he does. No, I don't. Oh, he's an ITV reporter. No, oh, you Friend dickhead. of Piers Morgan. What does he do? How many does he get? How many, Sean? Oh, what right, what does he do? he do? Oh, I do know this, but I'm not, I'm not sure I... <laughs> the East London version of what does he do? Yeah. What's he do? Through the keyhole. Let's go through the keyhole. Do you remember that? Um, what does he do? No, what does he do was, what's my line, Sean? Where does he live? Who lives here? He's a Surrey he's boy. He's a camp. Surrey boy. He lives. He lives close. Oh, to me. for fuck's sake! Give monkeys. I see him on this morning once do, doing something. He was a meet and greeter, meeting some famous bloke and bringing him into the studio. That was what he was doing. What are his numbers on blowing bubbles? Oh, he did tell me, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to say. Tell me after then. I'll tell you why after. Um, All right. Fine. He's put, right, what was your favourite fanzine? <laughs> we get there, yeah? Uh, he's going to tell us, so there was Olas on a mission, who ate all the pies, the Ironworks Gazette on the terraces, Walter in Majorca, Home Alone. I was six foot two. Fortune's always hiding. <laughs> Ultimate Dream, and now Blowing Bubbles. GSB out. Oh, sorry. GSBW out. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh. oh I wonder what the W stands for. Anyway, can you can you remember any other fanzines? Um, what was the one? Uh, something whistle. Something whistle. Yeah, I same. don't know that one. No. Oh, there was. Um, I'm trying to think back to the eighties when when I was on the terraces. Fifty p. Geezer wore a leather jacket. Um, wasn't there a West Ham till I die at one point? No. No. The one. I the one. The very first Hammerscope. one. There was one. Hammerscope. Hammerscope. Don't remember that. Yeah, 1954. It, it, it was the, one of the originals. 1954? Uh, it, 1954, yeah, the first issue. It packed up in 1960. Fuck off. 
I'll tell you what. You're it looking is. something up, aren't you, Sean? Go away. They fly so high. Then you had the West Ham Statistics Group. That was a 1980, ran to 1987. Uh, Hammers Monthly. That was more of a magazine. That was Hammers a magazine. Review. Hammers Review, 1980. Sean's reading uh, through magazines, yeah. He's boring people now. So the one I remember. East End Connection. Yeah, obviously. Um, never, never mind the bowling. Um, bowling Sculpture. Fortune's always hiding. And I used to have a copy of Bowling Sculpture. It was a fan's. I've got here. I've got, I'm looking at it. And, United, and on, United. On the front of it, it says, John Lowell was the manager. It says, West Ham sign Royal Race. <laughs> I think we just sold Tony Gotti. And um, that's what they had. And they had a picture of John Lyle Lowell signing. supporter. Do you know, know who Royal Race is, Sean? Maybe Kelly, I'd say. No, do you not know Roy Races? Oh, okay. No. I know who Roy Races. So, it's Roy the Rover. Thank you sure very don't. much. Yeah. There you go. Law support. Do you remember that one? 50p. Well, there you go. See, well, unfortunately, Sean... On the mission. Sean... How about on the mission? Yeah, Come on, you must that, know yeah. that one. We've said that. I've got Home copies. Alone. Have you, done, have you done Home Alone? Well, Home Alone was actually um, a program. So it, it was a it was, sister. It was, sister Gav, it was the sister of Overland and Sea. And basically yeah. what it was was um, a small-style program, which he then merged into Overland and Sea. So it became Overland and Sea Incorporated in Home Alone. So Home Alone, he sold as a match day program. I, I don't... Because I, I don't... I, Forever blowing bubbles in the 90s. How about that one? I don't think it's against the law to sell programs, is it? Your uh, um, non-official programs, as long as you don't try and pass it off as official programs. We well, yeah, at all the pies. Have you done that one? Got that one. Uh, Cockney Pride. No, I'm, I'm listening. You're boring me now because you've got the ultimate some website. truth. The water what? in Majorca. Yeah, the ultimate oh, dream. Obscene yeah, commitment on Song, the terraces. Ill-fated bond scheme. Upton Park news. I'm. Iron Works Gazette, X, the West Ham Retro Magazine, Scandinavian, Scandinavian Bubbles. There you go. And now we're up to date. The thing is, you've not read a list of fanzines. Yeah, you've just... No Place Like of... Home. It's on this here. You're No Place Like Home? Yeah. Who did that? We know that, don't we? Yes. We were involved in do. that, weren't we? Well, I didn't. I wrote in it a couple yeah, of times. I was going to say... No place like home. Tom, it's still going as a magazine. I think it's a general football magazine now. Chris Kidd. John, you've, you've, Joseph Fordham, yeah. Oh, go on, sorry, see, carry on. Reading We've done stuff out like that just shows how ignorant you are. What? People don't want to hear you reading from a website. Well, I no, they can do that in themselves. Without I, your remember, I can't remember all the fanzines. And half right, of that so. was were club publications as well. <laughs> Like Ups and Parts right. News, Amers Monthly, and Amers News. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I, I learned something anyway. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Chris Kinch, I knew you said learn something else. Evening noises. What do you think has made the difference to our football and confidence this year? No fans. Do you think this might be sustained next season? No, because fans are back. And what do you think the club needs to do to achieve this? Ban all fans. Uh, he enjoys the Can show. Have you your vaccination yet, boys? Uh, no. You... No. Oh, 
Okay. I'm a healthy forty yeah. odd year old bloke, so I have to wait your turn. Ooh, it's next month, isn't it? I'm an healthy fifty one year old bloke that's not been called yet, so well, yeah, you're before I, me then, Granddad. I, I, I thank you. Quite a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, I, I did. I, I bet I, was I got, out. No, you years. I, 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 I think I got. I did get off of the back, the back door route to jump the queue, and I turned it down. I said, "No, I'm not interested in queue jumping." What, what a black market job! Well, it's had. not a black market job. It's just, just there's a like a queue jump. It's it's the it's the old East End version of I'll open the fire escape for you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. See, I thought because you worked in hospitals a bit, you'd be a key worker and at the front line and yeah. Jump but the queue I on stopped the, working in hospitals two years ago. So, oh, did you? Oh, yeah, you should have said something. So I just did. Oh, okay. There you go. Are they coping yeah, without you? You ever been anywhere, Sean, where someone's opened the door for you to sneak in? Yeah. Yeah. You want to share it with us? Well, um. I, you're going to find it funny. But in the old days, like Chesterton World of Adventures, if you knew one of your mates was working there, they used to let you in the back door, the staff door. Does that count? No, yeah, yeah, that's good. Then you ever, like, jibbed in, as we called it? Mm, nah. No? Nah, not really. Oh, I don't think so. Mate. I was. Has David Gold never told you his story of of bunking into. Oh, yeah. uh, I, 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 not, I'm not. I don't say I mastered the art of it, but my, my uncle taught me all the tricks of the trade. Um, I remember going to see Genesis at Wembley, where we got in through the, the using backstage Gina. passes. Um, that we we paid a fiver to the roadies to take us in one at a time. So if you stood down by. The, the backstage area but outside the roadies would come up to you and go you're looking to get in you go yeah mate I've got a fiver and it goes yeah one at a time and they would have their mates pass and walk you in through the backstage of Wembley you walk through the stage area then they put you into the main arena you give them the backstage pass back and they go and get your mates so we did that for that we did it for Genesis I see Bruno against Witherspoon where we, we knocked on the door with a, a card that just said Wembley Stadium on it. And my uncle went catering <laughs> and they let us all in. <laughs> thinking, I don't know if they thought we were catering staff, but in we go. So we sat for that. And then my best one was Eric Clapton, where I literally at the Royal Albert Hall, they used to have a table to search the ladies' handbags. This is the early 90s. So I, I, I just said to my mates, just wait here a minute. And we watched, and and as a group of women walked in, no one was looking, so I just walked in the front doors of the Royal Albert Hall, ran to the bar area, bought four pints of lager, opened the fire exit, and let my mates in. <laughs> we it's didn't all, had... all about having the confidence in it. It, it. it was like when you walk yeah. for a staff entrance at Chesham, you just had to walk like you, you owned the place or you knew where you were going, you know? Confidence goes a lot away. If you look hesitant, etc., then you, you won't get away with it. Yeah, if you if you look like you're supposed to be there, people will generally think you are supposed to be there, even when you're not. Mm. Anyway, it's not a ligging podcast. Good old days, I'll tell you. No. 
Oh, well, it's... Uh, is ligging the right word, or is that the wrong... Jibbing. That's the wrong I mean, not that word for a long while. Jibbing, ligging. we used to call it. it. It was funny, I I was brought up on it. I remember going to see Frank Bruno's first fights at the Albert Hall. Um, and we, we, we always went over the turnstile, <laughs> not through it. <laughs> it's, it's funny to think back now as a kid, you know. Um, but hey, you know, that's, that was the way of the world back then. Or the way I was brought up. Ian Wiley, the mighty war, says he's just sat watching the interview and he can see why everyone wanted to watch it. He thought Declan Rice spoke really well with great honesty and well done, West Ham, for a good win over Dirty Leeds. A not so great performance, but another three points and back up to fifth with a game in hand over all the teams above us. And Sean's going to tell us why Leeds are known as Dirty Leeds. Why are you? Is that? Do they actually ask me to ask? No, I'm. Yeah. So why? Why? Why is it called dirty leads? Uh, um, because they used to tackle. Um, they used to tackle. Click, click. No, can you hear that mouse clicking, it's, people? Can you hear that mouse? No, <laughs> no. It's because <laughs> historically there was a gap between what people were doing on the English pitches and what referees would actually let them get away with. So I decided to exploit the gap. The Dirty Leeds tag grew up in the newspapers over the prom- over that promotion in 1963 <laughs> to 1964. Oh, you crack me up. He doesn't care. He don't care. Is that true? The, who was the hardest player for Leeds then? Come on, Sean. Oh. <laughs> Think of Wellington and Boots, Sean. Johnny, Johnny Giles. Oh, dear. All right, we'll, we'll go off there. <sighs> was he not? Was he not? Not Was he not one of them? No? Well, Johnny Giles, he was a bit, yeah, he, he used to, I wouldn't say he was the, the hardest one. It's either Hunter or Bremner. Um, Hunter for me, well, Bremner was dirty, filth, horrible, to be fair. Proper um, Scott, but he could play, the thing about Leeds is they could play football. They just chose they not just, to. Yeah. And, and, they just thought it was a good tactic that worked on setting them. The, the bit about when Clough goes there and says, throw your medals in the bin um, because you've run them the wrong way. I fully understand what Clough said because they were successful um, by playing dirty. But the fact is that the players they had with the likes of Hunter, Rennie, Bremner, uh, Eddie Gray, Johnny Giles, Alan Clark, these were these were brilliant football players that probably could have won more if they'd have actually played football. Um, I think they lost more finals than they won. So that just shows you everything. They, they were cheated out of the European Cup, I will say that. Nick Stanley, evening. It's not a Leeds podcast, though. Do you think the timing of Nob's contract extension of retirement was planned to coincide with the accounts being published? Oh. Sean? It's not a bad guess. Sorry, what? What was the? Uh, not paying yeah, attention, what, was we? 
That's all. No, it's you said data very bad news. Yes, was yeah, the, I said no. that at the beginning when I I said it came after a win against Leeds and Mark Noble signing a new contract. So it was a good day to very bad news. Do you think they rushed it out, or do you think it was always planned for that day? Uh, it was planned for that day ish. Right. Okay. okay. Tell you a funny story. Shall I tell you a first story? Fun you, fact. Go on. Well, uh, I, I got given a slight preview for it. It was spoke, it was embargoed to four o'clock, so I put it up at four o'clock, and the and the club website crashed and, and it didn't go up. So I had it up before the club. The, the club went, uh, "You take it down. Our website hasn't updated." So I took it down, and then they went, "Oh, it's up again. You can put it back up again." Uh-huh. Right, fine. Fun fact. Tell us a funny story, Sean. Yeah, what, what, that was the, the funny. Where's story? the fun fact? Oh, sorry. Oh, right. That just shows how much you collude with the club. To be fair, uh, no, it's it's a press statement that is embargoed. Yeah. to a particular time. That's not yeah, of course it is. That's journalism. Yes. Can I embargo stuff so you don't tell them? Yeah, of course you can. Just put a word embargo and put a time on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it circle of trust and we all ignore it and just yeah. pass it all on to our mates. Um, Scott Crossland says, never mind the football. I want to discuss the insidious goings on of last week. Oh, we weren't going to discuss this, Scott. But anyway, I'll carry on. Nigel's away for a week and the People's Podcast turns into a totalitarian state. <sighs> Only Comrade Lynn kept me hoping that we could return to the previous utopia of Nigel waffling through questions for two hours. The revolution is coming. Hashtag Whetstone out. Whetstone out. There you go. Whetstone out. We haven't had a Brady out. Brady uh, out. Evening all, says Ed Hughes, who likes a bit of squirrel. Will Nobes be moving into the coaching setup? Uh, Matthew Kemp of Spandau Ballet fame. He was the brother, that, sort of like Andy Gibb, who never made it. You know, sadly, Matthew um, was the one that had to carry the guitars because he didn't know how to play them. Uh, Sean, when are you going to run through the report and accounts revenue down to 140 million from 191 million, total loss of 65 million? I've done that already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we. I don't know if you've been asked, but I've been asked a few times. Are we ever gonna? Are we gonna do every every account? So are we doing one of our? They sort of seem to be now famous podcasts. Well, let's do one on the accounts because do there, there is there's so much more I could say about the accounts. Um, I could fill a pod just on the finances. And, and we'll when look you next look week, over, and I've got a bit more time, and I'll, I'll yeah. When you look over, and Kieran Maguire has done a great uh, spreadsheet, uh, which is put on Twitter. And, and I don't know if you know, but during the pandemic, he's published his spreadsheet, including one at West Ham. And it looks back over the last 10 years and you can see, you know, how much. Well, didn't Brady's we have Kieran on last time? Perhaps we, 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 we do. We should get Kieran on. Get Kieran he, he usually will. Uh, let's get Kieran yeah, on about can, it because. He can stand in for me if you talk about the accounts. Yeah. But, but it's funny that um, I bet you everyone's going to talk about how Michael Dell's this secret American coming to take over, but. Don't believe the hype. All right. Uh, all right, Laz says, Ethan Jobson, Ope Hughes lot, I will. Uh, would you want to name the last stand at the London Stadium after Noble? 
He's got Brady out. No. Brady out. No disrespect to Noble, and he's been a great... um, But I can think of loads of players. um, Jeff Pike's down. (laughs) Yeah, you like Jeff Pike, don't you? (laughs) No, I just think it's the... I mean, I feel like I'm kicking Noble what is down, but... No. Who would you name it? Uh, Len. Johnny Lyle. Oh, Johnny. Sorry, I didn't hear you say Johnny Lyle. Right, Johnny Lyle. No, I didn't say it, but I just thought it was just, that would be common sense. But I don't think they can name it, can they? No, but uh, the imagining we've got a thing. Who would you name it after, um, Well, uh, Nigel? This, this may seem a bit, funny enough, when you look at the names of the stands... I think Noble's got more claim to have a stand named after after him at the London Stadium than the three that have. Yeah, I guess you're right there. And the reason for that is is that... Well, I'll tell you why. Because those people have no connection to that stadium whatsoever. Trevor Booking might do, because he collected a few coins there once. But... um, Oh! Oh, I see what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) That works on many levels. But anyway... (laughs) But... You know, the others, uh, uh, you know, obviously Bobby's never seen it, you know, yeah. and Bill, you know, was never a lover of it. And I think he took it for the fans um, more than for himself. Um, hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, Bond's never played there. Brookie never played there. Bobby Moore never played there. And Bobby Moore's never seen the I place. I that's important. Terribly. Who well, would no, I name the stand after? Um, why? Karen Brady, probably. No. Who would I name? David Gold. No. Sullivan. No. Tony Cotter. Player. Player. I would Jeff call Hurst. it, and Tony you're going to go, really? The Frank Lampard stand. What? The Frank Lampard senior stand. We we always forget Frank Lampard. because We don't. Right. He paid 551 appearances. Second only to Billy. I know Bonds, what he never more played. More than Bobby Moore. <laughs> more than Bobby Moore. More than Trevor Brookin, who have to stands after him. But Frank Lampard Senior always gets left out. Why is that? He was a servant because of the club. There's, because there's a. This is what we're saying. We've witnessed a lot of heroes, unlike, and that's why we can't put Noble as as one of them. Really. Yeah, yeah. Because why is Frank Lampard Senior always missed out? Is it because he's his son is now more famous and people get mixed up or is it just because he's a different era or he left under a cloud? Why, why is Frank Lampard? Do, do, do we have to, uh, do we have to answer it? The real yeah. reason? Or do you want me yeah, to? Go on. Yeah. It's like when I've done Russie's show and I had to be polite. You, you've got an in joke that I don't know about. Come on. What, what is the real well, reason? Well, it's about West That's why you don't know about it. <laughs> go on. What is the real reason? No, it, it, listen, I, I, I did a, was it a two-hour show about Frank Lampard Sr. with Russ and Martin Godelman? So when you say, why is he forgotten? He ain't forgotten. A lot of people still remember him and like him who were fans at the club at the time. Can I'll I leave you another there. fun fact? Go on. My, my <laughs> ex-mother-in-law, yeah. right? who was born in West Ham in Durban Road, as I think I told you, was friends with uh, Frank Lampard's senior's wife, Pat. Yeah? Pat. And one day, 
um, went in to the hospital, whatever hospital it was, you'll know which one, uh, to see Pat had given birth to a baby, and that baby was... Frank Jr. Frank Jr., yeah. Fun fact. Hmm. Probably old church, then. He was probably born in well, Romford. I don't know. I didn't ask. And she's nah, the ex-mother-in-law now, so I couldn't ask her, really. All right. Move on quickly, Sean. Why are you talking about babies and Frank Lampard? Oh, I feel I'm missing an in-joke that I don't know about. <laughs> could you, is there anything more you could say without being libelous? No. <laughs> no, move on. Just move on. All right, Quite okay. Loud. Oh. Can you tell me off air? Yes. <laughs> okay. Go on then. That is, um, I think that's, that's it. That's it. So I, I, that's it. It was 14. I but we've only done two hours and 17 See, minutes. You've done, Sean. You've upset people. You've alienated people. Good. You've witnessed it. Fuckers. You've done a Gerald Rantner. You've done something stupid once and paid the price forever. Hold yeah, up. Exactly. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. See, I've done another quality, another. quality, not quantity. Hold up. Hold up. I found more. Never trust oh, it. Because right. I'm doing this off my phone. I know my phone. Barry Carcass. What a great name. We're going to pick over what no he's Dodsey. got to You say. know Dodsey's moved back to the West Country. Well, no, he was in the West Country. He ain't moved Sorry, back so yet. what's the other one? Somerset. He was in, what's that? He was, hold up, Shep, yeah. He was in Wincanton, right. yeah? Yeah. And he's now gone to Taunton. I think he's doing a tour of horse races, courses, in the southwest. So I expect him to move to Newton Abbott pretty soon. But anyway. Uh, he's now gone. He's, I think Wincanton's in Zamazet anyway, but Taunton is obviously the county town of Zamazet. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Barry Carcass. You know, you, you missed me joke there. So we're going to pick over what he says. It says, uh, can we not just sit back? Can we not just sit back and enjoy the rest of the season? Yes, we can, yeah. Baz. Yeah, we can. I personally believe seven wins will get us Champions League football for next season. And if we only made a couple of astute signings, he puts in brackets one album. Yeah, I quite like him. Uh, And the majority of the money went down towards paying down the debt. We achieve Europe next season. We'll be heading in the right direction. Thoughts with a question mark. Brady out. Brady out. I think I, I agree with his first sentiments. Can we just enjoy it? Um, I don't want the pressure of we've got to win seven of our eleven remaining games. I think I think United, sorry, Manchester United, are, are have just turned form and they're going to be hard to beat. Unfortunately, Arsenal are just turning the form as well and and probably playing some better football. So we've got two tough games. Um, who else have we got after that? Remind me. Wolves, Leicester. Oh, we see Leicester again. Chelsea. You know, Chelsea again turned form. So after playing a lot of clubs that have been down on their luck, uh, you know, we've got some big tests. Those three, you know, Manchester United, uh, Arsenal and, and Leicester City are, are three, three very tough games. But he said we only have to win seven of them, doesn't he? So we can afford to lose those three. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've booked us to get another 20 points out of 11 games left, which would give us our biggest points tally in top flight football since 86. 
Wow. Um, so that will give us 68 points. Um, we're currently five points better off than we were in 2015-16, but in the same position. So after how many games we played, 27 games, we were fifth in 2015-16. Cool story, Bray. There you go. Brady out, says Aaron Watkins. Brady out. Brady out. One of the areas we've often fallen short on over previous years is when we're on the up and a strong team, we end up not investing the following year. Putting brackets, typical Sullivan. Of course, a lot of them years, Sullivan didn't own us though, Aaron, to be fair. With the cans now out and the spin that is already coming out from the board, I don't think it's spin. We really have no money. Uh, how do we think we'll fare next season's without, or I think with or without European football? And if we could bring back some of the memorabilia that was stupidly sold from the bowling to London Stadium, how would we like to see it distributed around the stadium? And one thing I wanted to rant about from two weeks back, Sean, fans do care about how the stadium look. West Ham is more than 90 minutes on the pitch, but the family and culture, the stadium, although wrongly is at home and should be made to look at home, feel at home and support our heritage. Hmm. I refer the Honourable Gentleman to an answer that Nigel gave some moments ago, i.e. No, he's, no, 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 no. He said it's more oh, West yes, Hamify. yes, yes. He didn't yes. say it was more like home because it's not the West Hamify thing that makes it like home. But there, we spent more money West Ham, West Hamification, the... London State than we ever did the bowling ground. Yeah, but we didn't have to with the bowling ground. What else do you want, right? As I said last week or the week before, um, the one thing that worries me is if they start buying stuff stuff back. We've done the beer shelves, right? We've done the um, crests. We've done the hanging shirts. We've done the flags. What else? Let's, let's ask me just a pure question, Len. Well, no, I think what you was right. You, what you're you in said charge. The museum. You're yeah, the CEO of West of Hamification. What are you going to do? But, and I think you're right about a museum. And, and having Who, s- me? I'm not telling you. You have to yeah. pay me. Because <laughs> well, you don't know. I do know. We've gone through this, Sean. We were going through no, we last haven't. Week. Don't. That you can do. You've got a magic wand. Do what you want. What? What? Get rid what are you going to do? We know, we talked about a museum, right? Yeah. All right, museum. But that's more for tourists. Real punters aren't going to go there. What is it? What is it you're going to do? Or you, or you, Nigel? What Get rid is of you going to do? No, <laughs> you missed the point. It's like a politician trying to not answer the question. You should go for good morning, you, Britain, you, maybe. First thing I would do, spare space. Is is I would try and strike. I would try and strike a deal with the people, the owners of the land outside the stadium, to open up to private sellers to try and um, and bring a different atmosphere. Told you, you could do that inside it to, without uh, right. Service Here's phone. your problem. Here's your problem. Right. And what's the problem at the moment? Well, well, I've just said I would try and strike a deal Brady. with the people. No. Well, that she nope. is one of the problems, yeah. But the, with the people that own the land, yeah, who, who's, the who owns those rights? 
Who, who, you know, who, we know that. North have gone no, through this. Delaware North own no, those Sean, rights. So Sean, I've they've got said a contract. that. We've gone through Sean, this. Sean, Delaware there North. There you go. A contract's Sean, a contract. Is my mic working? Yeah. All right. Well, shut up then. Sean, Delaware North. I'm here. I'm here. Own the rights. Yeah. To around the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, in other words, you haven't got any more clues than the uh, than the SAB, the OSB, the ISC, or anyone else. All right, just chaps. As long as we know. No. Anyway, yeah, rubbish. Right. Go on. Quickly, um, because I've got one percent battery left. Gary Prince says, "Evening, all Brady. Out of the accounts been filed, the company's out. No dodgy this week." Surely all teams are having a bad oh, year no. financially, and this will reflect in a cheaper transfer market Go or on. something. Can you hear me? Hello? I can, yeah. All Wishful right. thinking. Wishful thinking. Uh, predictions. Right, go on, do your predictions. Wishful thinking, Quickly. Gary. I'll be back I mean, in one minute. my mate. Oh, we've lost Nigel. Right, we're asked to do this. Crypto Len. Non-fungible tokens. I like that word, so I'm going to say it once more time. Non-fungible tokens. Sounds like a nice word. <laughs> um, we are playing Manchester United, because I refuse to call them United, or Manure, if Good. you want to be derogatory. Childish. Or uh, Manu. What yeah, do you think? You want a, what do you want, a prediction? I want a prediction, yeah. Hmm. Mm, we've got no Lingard. No Lingard, he's not allowed to play against his parent club. Um, uh, draw. You know nil, I nil, need draw. to... Nil, nil. Nil, nil, draw. Uh, it's, it's at Old Trafford, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I will go 1-0, West Ham, because I never bet against us, and I never do draws, because I'm still ahead of Nigel. I'm in eighth on Super 6. Nigel, prediction. Um, I think we'll lose 2-1. Okay. Uh, Nigel, you even forgot Super 6 during your social media break. Yes, I know. <sighs> I told you I took a break. Yeah. We can hardly hear you. You've lost your mic now. I've been now? Sean. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Just about. Right, hold uh, up. I've Just been Sean. Like, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Go on. Richard Dodds says, all right, my handsomes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> How's you doing? You Sorry. messaged him, didn't you? No, what happened is I only had 1% of battery and my charger was in the kitchen. <laughs> I've just had to run and get me because <laughs> it all would have crashed. I was literally down to 1% on my laptop. Okay. Question. Would any of you sign Pucky from Norwich? Very fast goal scorer. Fits our style. I remember him, yeah. yeah I remember um, him. What's he doing in the championship, though? I don't really know how many goals, goals he scored in the championship. 19 goals. He had a bit of a dry spell at the end of that the second he half. He did. Of the, he started off strong, career, didn't, he? didn't he? Yeah. Statement from our lawyer, says Dodsey. You ready? What an absolute... Oh, he's chairman, dis- isn't he, now? Of yeah. This, uh, he, he's, yeah. So he's put, what an absolute disgrace of how arrogant Sean was last week to dismiss out of hand and show the lack of understanding to the gospel choir of more than just a podcast. Treat people how you would like to be treated. 
put yourself in other people's shoes. How arrogant not to read out what the listeners said. Fun enough, he yeah. Uh, we have officially formed a committee to form a committee to see what committee we should have. Reference the protest last week by Sean to read out the questions. Uh, to number one, allow 10 questions is right out of Baroness Brady's bed. Just like <laughs> Sean. <laughs> He's then got Nigel. Do you believe Sean is GSB and all their carnations? Well, carnations make shaky milk, mate. But uh, I, I, I believe that he is intrinsically linked to them, yes. Uh, we are starting a new protest march, and it will be GSB and W out. <laughs> we will offer honorary membership for Nigel and Len. I'm so honoured. I will, of course, gladly take up that membership, Mr. Dodds. Never have I so think he's much... taking it all a bit oh, seriously. No, oh, no. Never has so few done so much for so many. And last week's podcast, Len kept on saying he wanted to be frank, to be completely frank. And with that in mind, which frank does he think he is? Frank Boff, Frank Spencer or Frank Bruno? Um, Frank Spencer, as I've mentioned Ooh, him already. Right, not Len Ooh, Betty. Uh, I also watched Len's How Beer Changed the World. I'm still waiting for oh, Len to mark man. my own work. As always, oh, good man. What do you mean, How Beer Changed the World? If, if you don't I think he said she could How Beer Saved the World. Yeah, I told you to watch it, Sean. Mm. Ever so entertaining. I know, but you talk about loads of bollocks. I didn't really, you know, oh, you challenged me on like, something. Well, there's bollocks to be money to be made. You're listening, aren't you? <laughs> you know me. Tea. Yeah. Right. Hold up, yeah, because Charlie Fox says, oh, he did say, hopefully that really annoyed George, John and Sean because it was really long. Charlie Fox, quickly. Yeah. Evening, chap. Simple questions. Mike Dean and Jasper Carrot ever been seen in the same place at the same time? You see, because neither are funny. Michael Levy Jr., the soul singing superstar of South Tenerife, can be found on Facebook and on YouTube, people. Uh, it says, I've probably missed a question, but shout out to all the boys. And thus, Endiff, this week's. All right. Well, <laughs> we're at two hours 30. Uh, well, we read out all your bloody questions, as we did last week, by the way, <laughs> you retrobates. Um, I've been Sean. Len has been... Crypto. And uh, Nigel has been... He's now off to write his West Ham till I die comment. Uh, comment. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 